Welcome to the T-Hut Podcast. I'm Moby. I'm Marty. And I'm Leland. And I am very excited today because this is the first of our uh, our hosted episodes or guest episodes. Uh, Marty is usually the content creator, but due to this time of the year being winter, uh, Marty has been busy at his Maison de Sucre. Uh, preparing maple syrup for this year's harvest, and he wasn't able to assemble the episode. So, <laughs> what I am doing is taking perfectly fun geek culture and meshing it with boring business with a episode titled Marketing Mayhem, A Moby Tale. And ironically, this will be our li- least listened to podcast. <laughs> well, I- I'll say, I... Going into this episode with no expectations, so I'm hopefully going to be pleasantly surprised with the content. Kind of like Thor. This could be a 10 out of 10. Wow, this could be a 10 out of 10, yeah. This could be a Ragnarok. Oh, no, spoilers for Ragnarok if you haven't listened to that bonus episode. (laughs) (laughs) This could be a question mark out of 10. Actually, I might legit cut that out because I think there's a listener who was waiting to listen to that before. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> we spoil everything. Ah, fuck it. But That's I just, not her attitude. I just wanted to w- lead this episode personally, but for a, with a personal caveat. I am a little bit hungover. I am well caffeinated, though. So if I'm a little surly more than usual, that is why. And unfortunately, we're recording two episodes back to back. So <laughs> you're going to have about a month's worth of content for hungover Leland. So hungover have Leland, fun. <laughs> I'm afraid. With you being more ornery than usual, do we need to, like, call the cops in advance to keep the peace? Is it ornery or ornery? Ornery. Ornery, ornery. It's spelled E-R-Y, I think. Ornery. Ornery. Yeah. All right, this banter on ornery <laughs> brought to you by Moby and Leland. That actually ties right into my banter. I was going to bring up words that should sound a certain way, but we pronounce them a different way. That was my banter. Oh, you're trying to introduce a new segment or something. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, you know what? Hey, Marty, if you want to, uh, if you want to kick us off in the banter section, by all means. Oh, it's time for the banter segment, which I love saying, and no one else likes when I do. Um, my, my big thing I, this week, I think it's probably on the kind of the cusp of all of our minds this week is Disney buying Fox. Yep, that's the big one. Yeah, I had that one down too, and I think there's a lot of obvious reasons why this is huge, but one of the big ones, and I. I been reading about, and it makes a lot of sense, is Fox is affiliated with Hulu, and Fox also has a giant back catalog of TV shows, ranging from The Simpsons to everything on FX, and Disney has pulled everything they have out of Netflix, and they're looking to jump into the streaming market, so they could be the biggest competitor to Netflix. Yeah, and I think what this is, is building a very strong back catalog that they're going to launch with. You know, it's not going to be like launching a, say, a video game console where you've only got, you know, two or three good reasons to get on it. I mean, presumably Disney's streaming service is going to have all the Star Wars right off the bat, all the X-Men, the entire Marvel. MCU. Yeah, I mean, They're going to give everything. Well, I mean, that's like part of why Show Me crashed, but yeah. mm-hmm. when Show Me launched, they didn't have much in content no. at all. No. No, but I wonder if they need to start looking into original content for television now. That's a good question, actually. I never thought of that, but in all the things I've read about this merger, nothing has been about developing original content for Disney's streaming service, and I think back catalogs are only going to get you so far. Unless they're totally merging with Hulu or something, but as far as I know, they're not. 
I mean, I think they have the ability to now because Hulu is, I think, a subsidiary of Fox. But at the same time, unless they do, Netflix creates so much original content. If yeah. anything, that's the biggest reason Netflix has been so successful the last five years. Really? You think so? I think that's what brought people to it. Um, really? Well, you have... See, I feel as if it's just, oh, I have Netflix and this original stuff is pretty cool. <laughs> like I like I that's what I feel like it was like oh I'm already here but this is a nice bonus. I would always if I mean like you know you could always download shows or or watch them on whatever like you know your PS4 or something or YouTube and you had that option but then with the Netflix stuff like I, I don't think I've ever gone on my way to watch a Netflix original show on anything else because it's so easily available on Netflix and maybe that's just what you're saying you buy Netflix because of all the the back catalog and it's cheap and easy and gives you that warm fuzzy yeah feeling. well i mean when i when i think of paying for a service like net like netflix i'm not i don't think i don't feel like i'm paying for their original stuff like what's what's i can't even think of some of their original shit off the top of my head all the marvel shows house cards you got um oh yeah okay the Mar- okay okay no the marvel <laughs> stuff duh oh wow in uh, my case uh well, that's fuller stupid. house uh big mouth <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> love, love, which love. is ending the... after season three, by the way. Oh, thank goodness! Oh, really? Yeah. The most boring show I am addicted to ever in the history of television. Yeah, get the fuck out of here! Yeah, yeah. it's a character study. It's so good. Really? <laughs> yeah, sorry, it is good. Guys. Really funny. I like it's, it. It's, I guess, somewhat entertaining. Or else, I, why would I watch it? Yeah, you come back for it. Yeah. You talk about it all the time. You're going to rave about Fuller House, but you're going to shit on love? <laughs> yeah, holy fuck. I couldn't even get through the last season of Fuller House. Yeah, I'm First season was out. was like tolerable. It was okay. But I could not even stomach... I think I stopped on halfway through the second episode of that season two. You want it was me to bad. The track? It was fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's get a laugh track. <laughs> like it, I don't know why it, it, it felt so much worse than the first season for me. Like I enjoyed the first season of Fuller House. Yeah. But I don't know what was, I don't. I don't know. It Maybe was if too I, full. They started introducing all sorts of new guest characters and stuff like that. And I, I just, I mean, I'm only halfway through season two, even though it's been out like nine yeah, months. Yeah, um, But it, it just got too full with guest characters and different plot streams and stuff like that. Hmm. But where I disagree with you guys, or I'm a little bit different, is the only reason I am currently on Netflix is for that original content. Really? Well, I'm a guy who buys a lot of media, like That's movies true. and Blu-ray and DVDs. I own most of what I'd want there as far as their third-party films and TV shows. Some of it's convenience. Like, I own all the seasons of Voyager on DVD, Star Trek Voyager, but I still watch them on Netflix. And my DVD <laughs> right, is still right. wrapped in the closet because it's convenient. Right. But really, the only reason I'm paying that, I guess it's 12 bucks a month now for even the standard service. Oh, they keep jacking up the price on that thing. Well, I'm still paying $8.99. Are you sure? I'm pretty yeah. sure it would have gone up a I just buck got charged you. on the 15th. It was $8.99 for me. Okay. It depends on what package you have, because you can have one that has just like two viewers or whatever it is, and then one that has like a family pack. And the, I think the the premium pack, which I think is twelve ninety nine, Moby. Gives you like the um, option of 4K content. Yeah, and HD. Oh, everything. okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, hey, I, I don't know how long I've had this subscription, but I think eight ninety nine. Like that's next to nothing to pay for Netflix now. That's a fucking steal. For how much you get? Yeah, yeah totally. it is. It is. It's it's good value. 
Back to Disney buys Fox, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you guys about is, what do you think happens with the X-Men? Human Torch and Captain America crossover. It's uh, a time paradox. I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't like it. I don't it. like it. I don't know why. I just have, I have so much reservations. I don't like them all being under one fucking big guy, like, especially what they've been pulling with their Star Wars theater bullshit. I don't like the precedent that they've already set themselves even before they've owned all these IPs. It's, there's, it's too much for one company. I, I don't like it. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Okay, but there was one comment that I liked uh, from uh, JT over at the uh, G Club channel on Twitter. He's like, because um, when it, it announced, he tagged me in a, in a tweet. He's like, look, it's happened. And he's like, I can't wait for Wolverine to fight Darth Vader. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> now that, I'll, I'll watch that. I'll definitely watch. Now, do you think Hugh Jackman says, fuck it, I'm coming back? Because now he can be in the Avengers, which he's actually commented on before. Really? No, you know what? I've seen multiple articles with him. Um, since the merger, and he's like, "No, I'm done. Yeah. Like, period, I'm done." Well, well they, they 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 wrote they gave him his ending. He can't come back. He, he can't. It was but the what they ending. what they can do now with this Infinity War bullshit is they can wrap into the the outcome of it is now this shattered multiverse. It's now realigned. You know, it's it's created. It's like it seems oh, like they're already wow. set up to roll into. Merging these two universes. Yeah, you totally could. Yeah, it's almost like you could absorb the X Men universe's history to some extent. Absolutely, that's super weird. Oh man, that yeah. gets as convoluted as a comic book, right there. Oh yeah, 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 that's Absolutely. so good. Yeah, yeah, that's like it. that's like infinite crisis level bullshit. I mean, I know that's DC, but yeah, do you guys, I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you guys think <laughs> I, I tend to think they're going to do a mass recasting of X Men? It just kind of feels like. If they if they do if they do I'm so I I'm I'm just done with those X like I liked First Class Days of Future Past was good Apocalypse was fucking garbage and they just shoehorn themselves into now having to make every every movie a, a, a decade after the last one so they could catch up to the timeline like they they wrote themselves into a corner. A stupid corner that looks like okay. Now there's a thirty years since between first class and apocalypse. Now I think pretty close. Was first class was like the end of the sixties. Yeah, like I don't. uh, It's just I don't know what they could possibly do with that that franchise. Like just kill it. I don't want to see fucking what's the actress's name who plays Sansa. I don't want to see her. her, I don't want to see her Jean Grey go, go through the Phoenix saga. She wasn't a compelling Jean Grey. She had no, like, I mean, I, and a lot of that is writing. That's not necessarily her performance. But uh, I'm just done with it. I, I think uh, another aspect of that, too, is she's a very young actress. And the whole Phoenix character is an ancient, powerful being. Yeah. And, yeah. like, you, need, so a, you need a certain nuance and maturity to portray that properly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying they did it all with the last time that we saw Dark Phoenix. But that was... I think Pam K. Jansen could have done a much better job if the writing had been on the yeah, line, you know? like, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I feel like these characters are too young still, and just because you've jumped them ahead 30 years doesn't mean the actors have aged. Like, yeah, totally. You know, that's the exactly. Issue. Like, they're, they're not, you're not properly portraying their growth over those decades that we don't no. see on screen, is, is the thing that I, I feel. You could almost get away with, like, if Mystique was, like, the character that became 
Phoenix, then like Jennifer Lawrence is a strong enough actress that could pull that off, you know, and yeah. she's also old enough now. But like I, I get what you're saying about uh is it Sophie Turner? Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah, and she's not a bad actress by any extent, but I, I get I, I just don't see it working either. No. And Apocalypse left the sour taste in my mouth too. It was just it was such a mediocre movie. It was just dumb. It, it was, was it, it was, was a big set it was basically like What's that movie? Um, well, like any disaster movie, like Day After Tomorrow or something. Sure. It's not like a movie like that. Yeah. Where it's just like, all right, we're gonna have Ivan Ooze blow up the planet. Hey, don't don't shit on Ivan Ooze, buddy. Ivan Ooze. He really looked like Ivan Ooze. Though. He kind of did a little, I guess. <laughs> like in that same, you know, ultraviolet spectrum of yeah. blue to purple. <laughs> just can't take it seriously. <laughs> but I think the other cool one might be Fantastic Four because that's one that was never done well. Yeah, no, that's true. not not <laughs> no, not to its potential. No, definitely not. I mean, imagine just bringing Doctor Doom. Well, can you even can you even just like like imagine having the Thing portrayed as well as the Hulk is portrayed now, just with their technology advancement. Having Doctor Doom be as strong of a character as Loki, like yeah, that'd be cool. Overshadowing the next, you know, sure he could he could easily be of uh, of an Avengers assembled reason, yeah. <laughs> right? Like after any fallout of Infinity War, if for whatever reason maybe the Avengers are disbanded officially or completely, you know, little more than their bullshit Civil War split thing, right? They could, yeah, it could easily introduce Doctor Doom as not not, not a cosmic entity, like you know something a little less, a little more grounded, and not so out there like Thanos. Because I mean, like how the, how the fuck are they going to beat Thanos? I know we've talked about this before. I mean, I'm bringing it up all the time, but I love in the in that Infinity War trailer, you just Thanos just like one one punches Spidey. He's just like no, boom, just knock, just sends him <laughs> flying. Oh, so good. And also, it's really stupid that. Spidey is in his fucking Iron Man Spidey suit. It's just stupid. Well, it's, Give everybody a fucking suit. It's just yeah, dumb. That's his suit for fighting, like, galactic threats. And he's a little kid, so he needs more protection. I realize that, but... And he has more films already on the way. They have to keep him They alive. can't kill him. Yeah, they gotta put him in some metal. <laughs> yeah, like Stark, it's just stupid. I, uh, Stark's breaking the fourth wall here to keep the... Like, if, if, if his fucking suit has... Some type of propulsion system in it. I'm gonna be real pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna be really fucking pissed. Yeah. Fuck. Because right? <laughs> well, he puts in all this effort to make his fucking webbing and his shooters. Because he's like a little boy genius, and it's part of his character. It's part of his charm. You know, it's like anytime you want to write yourself into Spidey being incapable of <laughs> capturing somebody, they just make him run out of web fluid. <laughs> so if you give him a fucking rocket shoes, he loses that. Fuck. Yeah, like Gwen Stacy wouldn't have died if he could have rocket shoot at her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he would never have got that great laugh. <laughs> That's right. Complete change of subject here for the banter, but I just want to throw out there, um, I saw The Disaster Artist, and I absolutely fucking love that movie as a comedy. Highly recommended listener, and I just delight in the irony that ha 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 James Franco has been nominated by the Screen Actors Guild for Best Actor in a Leading Role for that role. He literally got nominated for being the worst actor ever, uh, nominated for an award where he would presumably Portrayed. be the best right. actor. Yeah, that's insane. Oh, that's I just cool. love that irony. So. so it's worth checking out, Moby? Yeah, it is extremely funny. I laughed until I literally was spasming and gasping for air. <laughs> you know, whether it's... You're out of shape. <laughs> I, I guess I am, but me and the guy I saw it with, you know, we were just 
you're just like laughing. And there's it was funny because there was so it was a small um audience, and a lot of them were like elderly people for some reason. I think they thought they were in the wrong movie because they weren't laughing. But we were laughing, and this one fat guy with this super deep voice was laughing in the front row. Like, if that's not a movie trope, I don't know what is. Because the guy's like, ah, ha, 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 and we were laughing at him, too. So, <laughs> it just was like a spiral of laughs. a movie within a movie. Oh, my goodness. It was. It was great. Oh, okay. It was great. That's so, cool. Yeah, I want to see it. Yeah, and the trailer did not at all show all the best parts. And you don't need to have seen The Room to enjoy it. Because I actually haven't seen The Room. I've seen lots of scenes on YouTube, but I have not actually seen the complete film. It doesn't sound like you really need to see the complete film, honestly. Yeah, yeah, well, because it's not about The Room, it's about Wiseau, right? Right, and and the making of The Room and the the issues. Um, It's not about, like, the content of The Room. Leland, it does have a scene with Alison Brie in a bikini floating in a pool. Woo! Alison Brie. I love Alison Brie. How you can't how can you not like Allison Brie? You just can't. You can't. You can't. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. That has been the Allison Brie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else got anything for banter? I, banter? I got okay. a couple things. Go ahead. Well, we I just delivered today, dropped off by my kindly and talented father, my brand new board gaming table. Yep. Thank you, Marty. And I, it's I love it. It's fucking awesome. Can't wait to to get a game set up and. Currently breaking it in with uh, with my recording here, but uh, I love her and I shall worship her until the day I die. I like the prototype better. Oh fuck you! <laughs> I got some splinters on that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last night I saw a uh, Cirque du Soleil performance. It was uh, Curios something or other? I think it's called. I don't know. It's like like steampunky ish, like. Yeah, like weird, you know, like weird contraptions. But it was really cool. It seems super relevant to our uh, usual topic. Yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool, though, because there's, there's like, one of my favorite parts. Was this, I don't know, maybe there was like a dozen dozen dudes out on the stage. And so, picture, and in the middle of the stage was this big, like, box. It had to have been at least five feet high. It was probably like a five by five by five cube, probably, at least. Maybe bigger, maybe ten 10, whatever. But, okay, so you got, you got like, three sets of of uh, of pairs of guys, and they, like, have their arms, like, interlocked, and then you got, like, the rest of everybody is just, like, they step up onto the first guy, the first pair, and he just, boom, throws them, and he's, and the, and the guy being thrown is literally just leaping and bounding, like, boom, to the top of the box, boom, back down the box, and it's just, like, the circle, like, it was so cool. <laughs> It was nuts. Like, the guys were just, like, flying. Like, they were just, like, poof, throw. It was really cool. And then they, like, finale their little thing, and they, for the, they were throwing, like, each other, like, onto another guy's shoulders. And then, so the performance, they did, like, two or two, I think. And then the finale was, like, boom, third, just, like, three people higher. Maybe it was four. I think it was four. That's crazy. It was, it's, it was like, <laughs> literally four. It was insane. It was just so cool. I liked it. It was fun. Nice. <laughs> I think that's well, it. I'll, I'll jump back into our usual stuff. <laughs> oh wait, I have one last thing. Okay. Okay. Um, for you, for you listener out there in the Twitterverse, if you see anything or hear any more grumblings from the Across the Board podcast about how I have been defeated or dethroned as champion of Hive, just don't listen. 
it's hearsay, it's slander, it's outrageous, it's incorrigible. Just don't listen. That's just little PSA. Yeah, it definitely sounds like some bullshit right there. Yeah, bunch of horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, All right. I do have one more thing. I got my gaming rig. It's here. Huzzah! It's huge. It's glowy. I love it. It's my new best friend. Aww. It was hard to leave and come here. And I almost bought virtual reality so I could play it on there. But oh, really? I, but then I realized that was another $600. Uh. <laughs> do you want a divorce? Because it sounds like you're more attracted to this. Well, with a divorce, life. I'd have more time to play. <laughs> <laughs> but I might lose half of it. Well, that's <laughs> right. That's the, that's the tricky part. But if I buy two, she can just take one. Oh, there you go. You just need to win the lottery, get a divorce, and you're set. That side. seems like a good way to not only get the divorce, but to solve the problem, because then I'll have two, she'll take one. There we go. There you go. Yeah. There's my solution. Yeah, it's great. It's a fucking technical beast. Like, I I can run pretty much anything on there, which is really cool, running stuff in 4K. Once I figured out what I was doing, I had, like, the wrong cables plugged in at first, so, like, the screen was flickering in and out. Oh. And I thought, like, my computer was broken, and I was about to have a fucking panic attack after waiting a month and spending all this money. And then I realized the wrong cable was plugged in. So. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm playing uh, Hellblade on there right now. The hell's that? That's, uh, I've told you about it like seven times. Sending <laughs> sacrifice. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. You never called it Hellblade before. That's what it's called, though. It's called Hellblade. Oh, okay. Hellblade. Sending a sacrifice. Oh, okay. Well, so, that's like confusing. You can't just call something by its subtitle and assume I know the title. I'm just going to refer to it as Hell now. So I'm playing Hell now. Fine. <laughs> or Blade. Yeah, just just playing the Blade. Blade. Um, it's pretty cool. I think it's going to be like a short, like, six or seven hour game. Yeah. Um, but, like, graphically, it's fucking insane. Like, it felt like I was watching a cutscene at first, then I realized I could run forward. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, I'm playing. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Because <laughs> it was, like, all cinematic, and, I'm like, a guy's coming at me, and I thought for sure it was just a cutscene. Because there's cutscenes like that, right. and you're just kind of sitting there, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm moving. <laughs> I'm breaking okay. away from this guy. Yeah, I gotta run at this asshole. It's that's pretty rad. It's pretty cool. I mean, I, just, I think just the game itself has a hard time running at 60 frames per second. I don't think it has anything to do in particular with the the graphics card I'm running, but I, I did notice it was running pretty hot running this thing. And I didn't know how to set the fan speed at first, so like I it wasn't really like optimized to run these games. Oh. Uh, once I figured it out though, it was running running a much cooler. Because like I had to look it up because I think my GPU run was running at like eighty five degrees. And that sounds really <laughs> hot to me. It does sound very hot, yes. <laughs> but apparently they're like they can run like up to hundred and five. Oh. So and before like there's an issue. But oh, like, okay. let's, let's keep it away from the issue range. Yeah, you guys are probably yeah. a good let's idea. Let's give it at like 55. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, I don't want this box to be on fire. So does that make your, like, you hear the fans? Is it noisy? I when I I tried it on 100%, and it sounds like a... Like a leaf blower? Yeah, kind of. I was going to say <laughs> like, like a, a leaf blower in a box. Like a jet engine. <laughs> um, not quite, actually. It's not as bad as I thought, but because yeah. I'm playing with headphones. With headphones, I don't notice it at all. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But if I'm running at around 50%, then it's, I can play without headphones and just whatever, it's fine. It's it's as loud as, like, a laptop fan when the laptop fan kicks in. At okay. Like 50%, you know, like, when the heavy fan kicks in. Yeah, yeah. 100% is much louder, because there's two big fans in there, and they're both, uh, I guess, pretty powerful. But yeah, I'm just playing that right now. I'll probably dive into Wolfenstein next, and uh, Divinity, because I want to try to cover some of these games from 2017 that I missed, and actually... Uh, be able to comment on them because we have this yeah top five list coming in another episode 
and I feel like I'm kind of missing out by not playing a few of these games. Like, my mm-hmm. list might be a little skewed. Yeah, yeah, that's always the problem when you try to make the list, right? Yeah, and uh, there's probably five games, I think, that could make their way onto that top five list at some point, which... Like, might. bump ones that are on Bump ones, yeah, they have potentials. Oh. Or at least I could make a top ten. So, yeah, that's uh, what I'm doing. Moby, anything else? Are we good to start this fucking thing? I, from my end, we're good to start. I don't have anything else. What about you, Leland? All set. Let's roll. All right. Well, so well, let's just preface this by saying, <laughs> like, we're sorry if it sucks. Uh, at, at, <laughs> That's as, amazing. As, I've been shitting on movies. As content director, I did not direct this. <laughs> well, yeah, and there's a bit of a surprise, boys, in oh. that because it is a business episode, I did for the first time in our podcast sell some advertising for this episode. Really? Yes, I had to sell some advertising. Wow. What did you do? Support it. Uh, well, I sold uh, two commercials. Uh, one is for an upcoming uh, video game that I'm sure a listener will look forward to. The other one is for a uh, treat. But, Can you imagine uh, the desperation of these people? Absolutely. Oh my God. <laughs> we, <laughs> they must be failing enterprises. Like, what's going on? We have a solid, like, 20 listens per episode, and 18 are us. So. <laughs> when you said treat, you didn't mean, like, the drug dealer down the street, did you? Because, like, that, uh, that's illegal. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a special treat. <laughs> It's going to be uh, no. legalized soon here, depending, uh, what you're, depending, depending on what you're buying. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Knowing what we're going to be... What are you buying? <laughs> well, yeah. I've already heard... They've already airing... Sorry to interrupt you, but they're already airing airing uh, marijuana ads on the radio and shit. Like, yeah, yeah BC Liquor, BC liquor Stores, we know what we're doing. Yeah. We'll sell you weed and booze. <laughs> we'll get you drunk and high. Yeah, like I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty well, much... That's <laughs> yeah. really what they're we saying. We know our drugs. Yeah. I'm driving. <laughs> We'll put that weed money to schools and everything. All right. Well, let's get this commercial over with so we can move on with the content. From the great minds that fucked up Resident Evil for two generations comes a shameless cash grab based off the original game, Resident Evil 4.5 Maximum Overtime. It is time to release Las Plagas in the Great Lakes. They are so polluted no one shall notice. Del Lago shall be considered just a typical lake perch. Until it's too late. Help me, Leon! If it isn't the bitch in the red dress. Oh, sorry, shit. Am I supposed to say princess? No, that just stars as, like, princessy. You want to start it over? Yes. Let's go. Just keep going! Is that the only asterisk shit you have in here? Okay, just use this. Um, my personal seamstress was out of white. Who are you? Doesn't matter. Red, white, or blue. Like you, I'm American. Control Jack Krauser as he shows you what a sissy Leon S. Kennedy was. Just like everyone whose name is spelt with a middle initial. Krauser, get the girl. Experience contemporary Resident Evil dialogue. I don't work for you, old man. I don't work for anyone who votes Democrat. We shall see what you do when I send my legions of unemployed Las Plagas former auto workers at you. Witness brutal survival violence. Did you just try to club me with your cane, old man? I dropped it by accident. Pure sexual tension. 
Why didn't Leon do overtime with me? Wasn't he heterosexual? Is that what they told you? Experience horrific locales. Where are you taking me? South Detroit. A climactic final confrontation. Look! A random helicopter dropped a rocket launcher right in front of you fully loaded with safety off right at the final boss! I love a good challenge. Resident Evil 4.5 Maximum Overtime. Pre-order the first stage for $69.99. Monthly pass to access the final four stages and exclusive bonus content. Return to the Island DLC for a bi-monthly payment of $179.99. Resident Evil 4.5. Horrifying to you and your wallet. Now it's time for the Video Game Variety Show. And yes, I'm announcing all segments today because it's my episode. Yep. And uh, this segment we're calling Clicking for Cash. And since we're so cool, we spelled four with the number, not F-O-R. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's very helpful for, like, Twitter character <laughs> limits, too. So. Smart. Yeah. That's just fucking smart. Yeah, you're a marketing genius. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try. Um, and what we're going to discuss here is the role that advertisements or product placement has played within uh, certain video games. And I actually have a lot of examples. I don't know if you guys did any prep, but there's some pretty interesting examples. Here. Ooh, I did. I actually got prep. I did prep. Awesome. I done did prep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, me, me too. I'll start off with how this... You was... want some of my prep, Leland? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you share some? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you have some really blatant ones? I have some really blatant ones. Okay. And what inspired this actually was I, I, I don't know why I like them. I guess because they're the only games of their type. But there's a, a set of three CSI games for Nintendo Wii that I always enjoy playing and always come back to. Uh, but Visa sponsored them. And it's incredibly blatant. So, like, Visa is everywhere. Like, someone gets murdered, sure enough, you're taking a fingerprint off their Visa, which is on the floor. Wow. <laughs> you have Visas laying around, whether or not you actually look at them. You've got, like, Visa little plastic tabs beside cash registers at crime scenes. And the most blatant one is I, I remember there was an episode where someone actually survived the murder attempt, which is rare in those games. Yeah. And so you visit them in the hotel room. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like, this is a, a new segment where someone's actually alive instead of just looking over a dead body. And the camera pans outside the window of the hospital bed, and there is a giant fucking billboard with Visa that takes up, like, the whole window. And I was like, no! This is throwing me out of this scary, forensic Oh, wow, so it broke your, it broke your immersion. Yes, it that's, broke my immersion. That's when it goes bad, yeah. That is when it goes bad. That is when it goes bad. But that... That kind of uh, inspired, you know, the situation or the, the idea of this. So there are some, some uh, cases of good and bad uh, product placement that I got. You know, first of all, I just want to discuss the role in general that product placement has placed within certain games. Basically, for certain games to get made, it seems like they need the income from product placement. But there's been some interesting examples. Marty, have you played Final Fantasy fifteen? Oh, yes. Okay, did you know that Nissan Cup Noodles, that store in that game, is product placement? Yes. Okay, okay. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, their uh, Cup of Noodles is, like, everywhere. 
<laughs> well, it's so weird because you'll make like seared behemoth steak and then cup of noodles. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I haven't played the game, but I saw screenshots of this cup of noodle place. And I'm like, really? This is in Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's just like on the side of the road. But then again, there's cars and stuff, so like it, it almost it works within the universe. Okay. Because like you basically roll up to it in your giant flying fucking car, and you're like, oh. Cup of noodle place right next to the guy who sells me my armor. Awesome. <laughs> it's actually, I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Hey, those are satisfying noodles. And because food plays such a, you know, prominent role in the game. If it didn't, that would be weird. You know, if, it, if you just had, like, tonics or, like, potions, and then you could also get cup of noodles. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I have a good one. Uh, so Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Uh, I haven't really played much of it, but apparently Pepsi and Mountain Dew are actually, like, you can find them throughout the game and they increase your health. <laughs> and Pizza Hut. Oh, and, wow. And uh, Kojima said, like, that, uh, I got some of this from Watch Mojo, by the way, because, like, I was watching some videos on it just to see clips of this, and it was, I thought it was fucking hilarious. Apparently, Kojima said, like, he thought it, uh, you know, changed up the formula a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, right? It was just... <laughs> Trying to be like, just say, yeah, we got some, we need some fucking money. This money made this game, yeah. so live with it. Because he always goes over budget. Like, right? oh yeah, you totally. Know, Metal Gear Solid Five wasn't even a finished game. Yeah, Jesus, he ran out of money. Yeah, yeah. So that one That's I thought was funny. That's really funny. I got one more good one here. I'll, I'll throw back to Moby, but um, so Burnout Paradise. Yes, oh. I had that one. <laughs> this one. So. um... I couldn't believe I was watching videos of this. They actually <laughs> advertised Barack Obama during the 2008 uh, election on billboards. It was like, vote for change. And it, it was like high-definition Obama yeah. on billboards. Wow. And then after he won, they patched the game to take it out. Yes. So then, like, Whoa. even Mitt Romney fans could enjoy it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Was it's really kind of like just a really weird mishmash. If you guys... I. I saw screenshots of this. It looked like it was really jarring. Uncharted 3, Subway. I had never heard of you guys mentioning that, but yeah. it shows, like, his name Drake with, like, a Subway drink. Is so what that was, and I didn't even know about this, and I played the game. It was through the multiplayer. There was, like, Subway skins for characters oh. and, like, Subway, like, a lot of Subway advertising or something, but it was only in the multiplayer. It didn't oh, okay. break the immersion of the campaign. And oh, there was okay. also a commercial with Nathan Drake hawking Subway. I think that's from what that clip was from. Oh, that's weird. It is weird. <laughs> that's weird. That's Oh, that's a really interesting, like, having, like, these these characters. Like, they don't really do that anymore, right? Like, have, like basically, their mascot. They become the mascot. Yeah. Ish, yeah. right? But they don't do that anymore, really. No. Like, you don't see, like... Uh, uh, you know, like Bugs Bunny or, or or some cartoon character like Hawking shit anymore. No, like, they, I, do, they do that. Don't. They used to do that all the time. I don't, do they still do. I mean, I guess they don't. I'm trying to think, I, I don't, don't really watch all that many commercials. I suppose no. I'm having a hard time thinking of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I had as a good example of where product placement was seamless in the design of a game, and I never played it, but I remember the first time I watched a friend play Gran Turismo Three. And I used to be really into racing video games as a kid. And when you've got this game, which for the time, the graphics were phenomenal when it came out, you have like all these different companies in the real cars and they try to make them realistic and you upgrade them and trick them out. I remember that was awesome. And in my mind, it didn't even appear to be product placement. It just was like, 
finally a racing game actually has real cars that exist. Oh yeah, it fits so well with the type of game. Like we are, right? it just it seems did. it's like why has this not always been a thing? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so it never come across as uh, product placement. That's well, just like sports games having advertising on the ring. Like you can get away with that, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, Fight Night Round Three was pretty funny. They had like a big Burger King tie-in. Oh yeah. And uh, so like Burger King all over the ring, Burger King in the corners. But they went too far because you could actually get the Burger King as your boxing manager. Yes. Because <laughs> you fucking hand. Yeah. This creepy <laughs> smile. <laughs> well, you know, that's funny that you bring that up because, like, the last UFC that we watched, yeah. like, we all commented, we're like, man, is there way more advertising in the ring than there used to be? Yeah. Because we hadn't watched it yeah, in several well, at, months. Yeah, at one point, there used to, I think, just be the center, and then, like, maybe, like, before the match, they'd hang up, like, each team's, like, banner and yeah. have advertising. Yeah. But they've actually changed it so, like, the fighters themselves have to wear Reebok now. They can't have their own clothing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's, that's crazy. On this topic of Burger King, Marty, I don't know if you came across this, but I should have copied down the name because I want to play it so fucking bad. Oh, Sneak King. Sneak King, yes, yeah. that's it. Okay, Leland's going to laugh because okay, I, I can tell by his face he doesn't know. Me, no Imagine idea. a stealth action game similar to Metal Gear Solid, except you're the Burger King, and like in the dark you have to sneak up on people and like stuff burgers into their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, de- you deliver unsuspecting burgers to hungry people. Yes. And that's, wow. it was a game developed by Burger King. They developed three games, actually. Yes, two of them were more trailer. like a kart racing type style <laughs> game, but you can get them for like five or ten bucks at Burger King or with like a meal or something. Do they have... Like commercials to that, those effects too. So, yeah. I recall, like, the, like the Burger King in like a little go kart r- r- driving yeah. around. Yeah, but like sne- <laughs> sneaking is like a Metal Gear Solid like yes. spoof. That's hilarious. That's really funny. Uh, oh man, reminds me. Uh, um, at some point, I'll have to talk to you about a game I saw Leland called uh, uh, "Don't Stop Sneaking," and it's for the Switch, I think. And it's like a Metal Gear Solid one spoof. By the guys who made uh, Elysian a uh, Tale of Dust or something. I, I didn't actually play Dust Tales. I'm probably ruining Woo! it. Yeah, Dust Tales. Um, <laughs> but it actually looks like a straight up like spoof of like Metal Gear Solid 1 and 3. It has like, it even has its own like over the top like James Bond theme song. And that's uh, funny. You're, one of the characters is called, is like Vice President Helicopter, and it's literally a helicopter you fight. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, don't stop, stop sneaking. Don't stop sneaking. Don't or stop. Never, never stop never sneaking. Stop sneaking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> reminds me of that uh, comedy uh, movie that came out with the Lonely Island guys, Never Stop Popping. Yeah, I know. Oh, I was yeah. just thinking the same oh, thing. Oh, yeah, I, I totally that was surprisingly pretty funny. Oh, yeah, I haven't I seen it. I gotta watch it. It's pretty you haven't seen it? No, I haven't. There's a music video, or like a song called uh, like Fuck Bin Laden, and it's like <laughs> he, uh, this chick wants him to fuck her, like the U.S. government fucked Bin Laden. And that's, like, the whole, <laughs> the whole lyrics. Oh, my God. It's, uh, it's probably my favorite one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay, I had one last example. This was my favorite example of any sort of tie-in between a, a product and a video game. But in that massively multiplayer online RPG, EverQuest 2, apparently there were, like, medieval digital pizza huts in the game. And your character could medieval go in there. Medieval pizza huts. Medieval okay. Pizza Hut. Your character could go in, select from the menu, order a pizza, and the real Pizza Hut would deliver the gamer a pizza. What? I love that. Yeah. That is the best thing ever. That, I know. Oh my 
Oh, we know our clientele. Holy fuck, that is cool. I, I am blown away by that. That is the coolest way. Oh, I don't know why I like that so much. I really like that. It's better than a fucking loot box yeah. from Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, I mean. Mom, I don't need you to make pizza for me anymore. I just need your visa. <laughs> <laughs> Master Sage Wilkinson is going to cook me that pizza. <laughs> uh, I, got, oh, I got one more. That's okay. so funny. Um, so, Leland. Um, do you remember playing uh, Alan Wake, obviously? That was Yo, yeah, game. I loved Alan Wake. Alan Wake was awesome. So they had, like, major, like, tie-ins to Energizer for, like, your batteries to your... Uh, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, and then they also had Verizon Wireless was, like, a big thing. And at one point, there's a whole Verizon Wireless commercial that plays on a random TV. Yes, yes. I'm so sorry. you can and you, uh, get, you get an achievement for just standing and sitting. And watching, watching yeah. the whole yes. commercial. That was one of the few games that I got. I... All, all, all achievements. Me too, yeah. yeah. I was obsessed with it. Oh, it was so good. And the music tie-ins were so good, too. Yeah, man. That was such a great game. Yeah. Actually, I got one more that I have to throw in because it's worth a lot of money from a collector's point of view. So, apparently, for uh, Coca-Cola's 1983 national sales meeting, they actually had a company develop a version of Space Invaders, except you're shooting Pepsi instead of, like, aliens. And like, you're shooting Pepsi cans? Well, it's actually the words Pepsi oh, coming down okay, on the screen, okay. and you shoot them with your spaceship, and they handed it out to their different sales reps who wanted them. But since it was only for that, and it wasn't sold, apparently those cartridges just alone, the cartridge, go upwards of $1,800 US Whoa. as a collectible. Wow. Better than Xenoblade. Yeah. Uh, Xenoblade. Robert. Um, so... On a general point of view, I want to ask you guys, as AAA titles get more and more expensive, frankly, to make, do you see an increased role in product placement there, or would you prefer to instead pay maybe in 5-10 years a higher cost for the game but not have product placement? I do not want to pay any more than $80 for my fucking video game. Thank you very much. Okay. But, okay, so I don't have an answer to your question. I'm going to ignore it. What I'm going to ask you instead, <laughs> what I'm going to ask you instead, is: Is there a a proper uh, ratio between the cost of producing the game and the money that they are raking in? Are those mm-hmm. two numbers inflating at the same rates? One like going up more than the other? Like, I are they so. getting more bang for their buck? I think they're actually costing more and they're getting less back. Oh shit! Because yeah, um, and for AAA titles, because a lot right. of the AAA titles cost like upwards of two or three hundred million dollars. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. It's like it's, making a fucking movie. It's like watch. It's like any. It's like an Avengers movie. Yeah. Like if you're making like a Grand Theft Auto Five, they're thinking long term five year investment in a game like this. That's yeah, why there's multiplayer. That's, that's why there's loot boxes, and that's why I love games that are purely focused on single player. I mean, you just played a. Uh, Castle Wolfenstein, New Colossus, games like that, where they, they're like, fuck loot boxes, fuck multiplayer, you know, we're gonna just put our focus on this one thing, they feel rare and few and far between, because they're, they're a risk. The risk to make money is there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, then I guess I could take some ads, some ads. Yeah. But again, like, how do you, 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 can, you can only individually draw the line of what is too much for you, right? You can't just, you can't make a you could, you can make a guideline, I guess. And would they regulate that? Like, they couldn't, right? No, they no, couldn't, regulate, they couldn't that shit. regulate it. I think the problem with loot crates, and I, 
you know, this is something I wanted to really dive into later, is um, the problem with loot crates is that there some companies, some games are pretty much using it as like a, a slot machine, for lack of a better term, where there's a very low rate of return, but, you know, that's the only way to get some of the best characters or equipment in a game. Yeah, and I hate the... Like, that's bullshit. I hate pay to win. That's, yeah, that sucks. Pay to win. That sucks. Pay to win. And it... But again, it does, that, that applies to, like, multiplayer games, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the big situation that's out there right now is Star Wars Battlefront 2. I mean, where the fans kind of rose up against these loot crates because, you know, it was pay to win and there was such a, a low chance of getting something awesome that uh, EA actually had to patch the game and take out the loot crates. Hmm. So, well, you pretty much had to put in like 40 or 50 hours to unlock like a Jedi level character in multiplayer yeah. or you could pay for it. And I don't agree with that. No. No, I don't either. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. What if they balance that scale out a little more? Like, what if they either, you know, the cost was reduced or the amount of time you had to put into it was reduced? Like, what if either one of those came down a little bit? Is there a point where it gets acceptable for you? Uh, to me, no. I, I mean, I think in this, I used to play MMORPGs, and it was a big issue was people buying and selling money in-game. Because you could basically go out, drop a hundred bucks real money, be a freaking pimp in this game, and, you know, buy whatever you want and roll around in your shiny new armor. And yeah, you know what, it's it's up to everyone to decide what's, what's worth it for them in a game, but if it ruins everyone else's experience, I, I, I don't agree with it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it certainly does promote a negative play experience, I think, for sure. Yeah, and I think where loot boxes do have a place is, like, one of my favorite games, World of Warships, the loot boxes that they come out with around Christmas, you're always guaranteed to get, at minimum, the same value that you put in. A lot of times, and I bought way more of these than I will admit ever last year, a lot of times you do get better off of them. You do get better value. And so those are well-received. I think the best option for a game, if they like a developer, if they want to make some money back, is release a um, a good quality expansion afterwards. Because, yeah, you know, you can release it. It's not a physical version. You usually recoup a lot more of your money. Your systems are already in place in the game. I just finished uh, Castle Wolfenstein, or Wolfenstein New uh, was it Old Blood? Old Blood, yeah. And that felt like a full on game. Like it was an eight hour game crammed into a, a so called expansion. And honestly, it felt like a like three quarters of a full game. It was great. Yeah, and I don't mind paying for that. Yeah, that's like great expandable content. Yeah, it told a good story. They probably didn't have to add much to like their uh, you know programming, but it was it was really good. You know, back to the whole value thing. I think one of the things that frustrates me is we're paying the same amount for a video game, but in a lot of times with the pay to win. We're getting way less value because we have to put in more money to be competitive yeah. in the game. And that's very frustrating when the game still costs us $80. Yeah. Bucks. In a game like Battlefront, you're paying full price already. It's not a $20 game. Yeah. It, you yeah, know exactly. You know, the fuck Battlefront. That's horseshit. That is horseshit. I don't. It's stupid that they just. Was, they, uh, fuck them. Fuck them. You know don't, don't play Battlefront 2. This is. Uh, if you have your copy, burn it. You're getting ornery. Rise now. up. Burn it. Getting ornery. Yeah, getting ornery. Your, your hangover is. Uh. 
Darn it. Now, <laughs> Marty, I have a question for you. Okay, so we both have Super Mario Odyssey. Um, I believe Burn you, that have too. It, you have it in the Burn the whole switch. Form, right? The disc form. I have the disc. You have the disc. Or whatever. I downloaded it, which takes up a third of my entire internal memory for my Switch. Shit. But it was the same price. And I think for that kind of easy digital distribution, I should get like a $15 discount. Would you agree with that? Or would you say... Mm, I, I'm i torn on that. Because I think it's, the second you do that, then you kill physical media entirely. Mm, fair enough. Which I see that. We're gonna, it's going to go anyways at some point. At some it point. has to. I mean, as I start playing more computer games and I start downloading more games, I realize it's so much easier than going into an EB Games when I want, and especially if you want something immediately, which is usually like I usually impulse buy these things. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, like uh, when I bought Persona 5, I would have had to wait probably a week and a half to order it because there's nowhere nearby had it. And I was like, well, I can just download the damn thing. So I did that, same price at the time. And usually it is cheaper at Moby. Usually there are a lot of deals, you know, except for Nintendo. Nintendo's really yeah, bad for price really deals. They'll have like a 5% off Sonic, and it's yeah. like their, their worst game. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> well, one of the frustrating parts is it almost feels like play to win in a way because the internal memory on both the Switch and the Wii U, which I own, is very small. So what do we have to do? Like, you're a good friend, so for Christmas, I bought you that uh, chip that's going to expand your memory by 64 gigabytes. That was a pretty expensive uh, gift. I mean, you're worth it. Leland's not, so he just got a little cardboard game. But um, Thank you. Wow. You're very well. Wow. Um, but I feel like... A game I don't have room on my shelf. I for. feel pressure for myself to buy that same chip I bought you, because I'm going to need it if Mario takes a fucking 33% of my memory. I I do well, I do and I don't agree with you there because the the thing is, is they they made it that way to to cut a, cut down on costs. I know they did because otherwise you'd have a console with expanded memory. It might not be small and handheld anymore, which is another issue, and you'd have to sell it for fifty to a hundred dollars more. And that's why they did it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because it's not like they usually sell first party Nintendo expansion cards. I think I'm sure they do some. Well, what what oh, is? They, they were so hard to find. Yeah, um, that same company that I bought you the chip, they actually have a special um, Switch version of it. Yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere, and on eBay it was like 120 bucks. Um, but the thing is, I couldn't actually find a major difference in performance from their non Wii one. It was like you were paying for branding. Because I, I honestly spent about an hour researching exactly what chip to buy. So uh, what is the what is this memory on the switch out of the box? Sixty four or is it thirty two? No, I think it's thirty two. I think it's thirty two. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of it gets taken up with the uh, just the interface and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's not like it's a lot like a phone. You know, this phone has expandable yeah, memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I'm I'm torn on that one. This is why you shouldn't buy a Switch. Shut up, Nintendo. Don't don't even bother with Nintendo products. Oh come on, they Sam. got they got two they got two two games and then a bunch of fucking releases from last generation. They have three. What's the point of? Oh, what's the third? Mario Kart, which is a re-release. Jesus Christ! Actually, they have Splatoon too, which apparently is really good. Okay, okay, I'll give you that one. All right, they got three fucking games. Whoopsie bloody do. They have the new uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. But I'm saying there's no reason to go out and buy one right now. Mm. This is what I was saying. Really? I think I think out of every console, if you have not, if you have no 
If you have nothing, if you have no system, you would recommend someone to go buy a Switch over anything else out there right now? What do they want to play? Like, like what kind of games are they into? You're what right, yeah, you're right. They, they would want to play good games, so yeah. you're right. But there are some Don't system get a Switch. sellers. <laughs> but, but, but for the Switch, I know what you're Mario saying. I'm just and saying. Zelda are system sellers. I'm just sellers. saying, if yeah. you were to go in, if I, you were a teenager, if you were 15, yeah. 16 years old, I would to go in and you would recommend to get a Switch, like, over, over anything else. Over like, a PS4, over a... Well, I mean, you really would just because of the, the I would, extra I would, variety. I, I mean, it's not recommended though at this point because okay, okay, if, yeah, say, say guess, for somebody, but that's the say same for somebody thing. who doesn't have any console and they're like, "What should I get?" Well, first of all, it's going to be a much better introduction to consoles than any other console right now. Well, okay, and, and we can, didn't get into the back. You want to get into the character of this this fifteen year old? Fine, let's see. Larry's character. All right, oh yeah, Larry, fucking Larry, fucking Bethesda, Larry. All right, this is Bethesda. <laughs> Why doesn't Larry, who works at Bethesda, have a console? That's well, weird. because cause he's shit at his job. No wonder he's bad at his job. Because <laughs> he loves Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, because he loves. Because he has a he loves the quality control of Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, I'm not saying this is this this. Uh, teenage Larry's first foray into video gaming at, at all. Yeah, I'm just saying they've it's taken them six years to make the switch from last generation. You know, if uh, it had been six months ago and we just had Zelda, I would be torn on recommending it. Yeah, but I've seen what they've come out with, what they're doing in the future, and their back catalog is really strong. And yeah, for someone like me who has some of these games already or would probably play them on PS4 knowing because I play a lot of my times on a TV, then I wouldn't buy those games again. But I could definitely recommend it to a lot of people, especially younger people who are either maybe taking public transit or, you know, sitting on a car in a long car ride. Because, man, I would have killed myself in that car ride if I didn't have uh, Mario. <laughs> and Alright, okay, yeah, that's a, I, valid. You know, valid. I, would never, I would not say this for the Wii U. You know, I wouldn't have been, this couldn't be two years ago and I'd say, hey, yeah, Wii U. Yeah, yeah sure, Nintendo. Okay. No. Okay. Sorry, Mo. That makes sense. No, that's okay. I thought it would have been better. So they're certainly writing the shit. Well, that's good to hear that even just the last six months has really boosted up the backing of the the console itself. That's pretty cool. I I would go so far as to say the Switch is already better supported by Nintendo than the Wii U was during its entire run. We're very close to it. Well, well, I mean, the Wii U was terribly That's good to hear. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I would say it is definitely already better supported. They have about twenty some odd games every week getting released on it on this on their uh, their whatever the virtual console. Yeah. yeah, and and that's not just Nintendo backlog. That's just like indie games, um, some crossover from the last generation or like other consoles. But it's a good mix. And I can't wait for like Fatal Frame Six. Hope that's going to be made. That'll get Leland to buy it. <laughs> I love Fatal Frame. Okay. You know what, I had a, another thing I kind of wanted to discuss, but it doesn't really fit, so I might call a last-minute audible and say, like, boys, if you don't really want to discuss it, that's cool. But, I mean, I did think it would be cool to think of some video game properties that were licensed, so from, you know, movies or board games, but they made a video game out of it. I think we could save that for another segment. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. See, I'm sure. already showing how badly I have planned this episode. I well, I know. We're, we also bantered the fuck yeah. out of this episode. I did we're, do some planning. For we're us. already running long. So well, yeah, we you know what? Hey, let's, let's push it to a new one. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like See, it. we're teasing you, listener, with yeah. future content. We're edging you. All right. Any, anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> well, listener, I'll get it. <laughs> All right.
right, so that concludes the Video Game Variety Show. And the next segment is Crazy About Cardboard. Leland, did I say that correctly? Or do you see that? Yes. Excellent. And this is lecherous licensing. So this will get into licensing issues. I always read it as lecherous listening, which is what I think of as our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, yes. Carry on. Yeah, anyways, you know, I... One of the few board games that I actually own is the Resident Evil deck building game, which we played several times and Leland completely has forgotten. I, uh, yeah, for the life of me, I cannot remember playing this game. But it, it was a lot of fun, and it kind of made me think of other games that I grew up with uh, that were licensed from uh, movies or video games, and, and some are pretty good. And I also looked up some that had been released and we haven't played. So... One that I actually grew up with, which was fun. Did you guys ever play the Jumanji board game that came out in the mid-90s? No, I have not. Yeah, it was actually pretty fun. You know, the cards, they kind of were made of this weird, like, red speckled stuff that you had to hold under a filter that was built in the beginning of the game, and then it would, like, show you what animal is coming or jungle thing. Okay. And as a kid, that was fun. And the board looked exactly like the Jumanji board. That's cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I remember we played that a lot. I'd like to point out that we talk about Jumanji in every episode. Well, we're gonna, so much. We're going to have a yeah. Jumanji special. At one. We, oh, yeah, we, we, will. Will. we will. We will. So, sorry, listener. Jumanji has all happened before and will happen, happen again. Yeah. <laughs> so say we all. So uh, say we all. One of my favorite games that I saw that I've never played is um, a version of the old game operation, you know, where you have to carefully pluck out bones and organs without touching the side, Yeah. except it's Operation Hulk, and if you fuck <laughs> up, he roars at you. That's funny. <laughs> that looked fun. I mean, that's that doesn't make any sense. You couldn't cut through the Hulk skin. That's true. Not with a regular scalpel. That, that's stupid. You have a kryptonite scalpel. Oh, oh wow. yeah, okay. I, Leland, I don't think the designers went that uh, deep into thought well. about how old is that game? Designers nowadays do put that thought in, and that's why board games are where they are today. That's why it's a golden age. Yeah. You know what pissed me off, though, as I was looking into this, is how many lazy branding board games there are. Like, Stranger Things Monopoly. Do we need a fucking Stranger Things Monopoly? Honestly, though, when you you talk about those games, though, you could literally find a Monopoly or a Risk for any IP. Yeah. You could. I, I don't like it. Maybe you're not annoyed by it. It was annoying as I was trying to do prep in finding all this shovelware board game stuff. That's a good description for it. It is. Where, okay. Where does the term shovelware come from? I've like before last episode. Was it last episode? Before last episode. I've never heard it. Never, never heard it. No. Well, it's, it came from basically, like, I think it basically just means, like, we're shoveling shit at you. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. I mean, that makes sense, and it's pretty self-explanatory, but, like, I had never heard it. It really got popular, that saying, um, during the Wii era, the okay. Wii one, because yeah, yeah. you'd have all sorts of shitty games where all you did, the only control is to wave the wand, and somehow you do something on screen. Yeah. Wasn't that, like, every game, though? Uh, it was too many games. Yeah, it's too many games. Sorry, I was channeling my inner Leland. <laughs> Who's texting? Yep, Leland. Or, or twitting. I'm I'm twitting. Uh, Bill just liked one of my tweets. Thanks, Bill. Wow, Thanks. that's good. That'd be cool. He's listening. Listener Bill. He will. He'll listen to it. He'll probably tweet me about it. Oh, and then you can like that on the next episode. Yep. Um, I have some examples, but I'll throw it out to you guys first. Leland, uh, licensed board games. Board games based on a licensed property. Do you have any favorites? 
Uh, I haven't really played too many. <laughs> um, Alien deck building game. <laughs> yeah, I really. That's a great one. I like. It is. I, I, it is. I really love that. Like, I played the shit out of that. Like solo. It's great. It's really good solo. Spartacus is really yeah. fun. That's really fun. What's that Batman game we play once in a while? Oh, uh, the quick one. Yeah. No, not not Love Letter Batman. That one's fun. Oh, is that the one you were talking about? Yeah, that was fun. Oh yeah, Love Letter is good. Yeah. But I mean, that's yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's another thing where you could find a love letter for anything. Yeah, I mean, it's shovelware, but it's fun shovelware. Yeah, shovelware. <laughs> we need a new term, because shovelware doesn't really work. No, nah, like, yeah, it's kind of like a place. That's kind of, yeah. What we work for, like, cardboard. Uh, nothing. Stop using that weird term. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> uh. You know what I, uh, like, speaking of, because those, those ones are, like, examples of, like, movies or tv shows right right but uh one video game one uh that i actually thought did a great job of emulating the video game was the dark souls board game. oh yeah yeah that was at, like i thought they they managed to replicate the the, the tension and yeah the difficulty but like also the satisfaction of figuring out how to actually do it and I thought the the boss battle system in Dark Souls was really cool. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, really cool. I, 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 I mean, we only played the game once. Once with Lister. But I really liked it, yeah. So that was a great example of bringing a video game. Anyways. Yeah, you know what's very disappointing is you and I, Leland, were, were waiting for our Evil Dead board game to come in. Yeah, shit. And... Um, honestly, I'm getting a little worried about what's happening there. It seems like the developers have lost control over the manufacturing process. Like, they're at the point where it's like, our manufacturers in China, we don't know what the fuck they're, we're doing. Sorry, guys, like, we're giving you this schedule, and the manufacturer isn't meeting it, but there's nothing we can do. And it's scaring me, because you and I have invested a lot of money in premium components. Yeah, yeah. And like I mean, we've we've talked about this. It's funny. We like we talked about this like in the first we did few episodes that we started like way back in I'm August. Say, it seems like it would happen a long. Well, time. so I think the current timeline is for like an April delivery, which is about six months long past their original November 2017 estimated oh, wow. delivery when the campaign was first running. Um, that happens a lot, though, especially in these larger games with the minis and i don't know how well versed this particular company is in producing said minis or who they use i don't know i don't know but they keep revising their timetable and it just kind of keeps getting pushed back and back so i really hope the finished product is worth what we paid for it i christ i couldn't even tell you how that game played like <laughs> i don't know how the, i don't even know how the game plays who fucking knows yeah, I don't know, Marty. Do you have any examples of uh, licensed property that I like that you really like? No, I've got some for some games that I would like. Yeah, good. So if you want me to that as well. Jump into that now. I can. Well, I, before we do, I wanted I wanted to ask you guys a question though about about that. So, how important or what things would allow you to enjoy like an IP port? Like what? Like okay, so I, we have we I've played Spartacus with you guys. I don't think we've played it, right? I have not. I know you know what we did play it once. We played a bit. I think um, we played a partial game. We played I think. a partial yeah. game. Now I've never seen the TV show, so I can't connect. Right. Okay. Okay. So 
then that's not a good example. <laughs> but would you like do you want to feel like you're in the show? Do you want to feel like you're in the universe? You want to you want to get immersed into this other this form of media portrayed differently? Is like that's what you guys would look for? Yes. To answer your question, yes. Yeah. And that's where I think the alien card building game, I liked it, is that you had like those various rooms and vents where the aliens were coming. Sure, yeah, they're working, working through the complex. That created a sense of tension that I felt felt like the movie. And yeah, that's maybe cool. it was more like aliens where, you know, you're fighting a lot of them in gun battles. It's not just one alien. But yeah. I, I want the board game to put effort into emulating the experience of the original IP as much as possible. Okay, well, so that's an interesting thing, though. Like, that's just the legendary system. Like, that's not specific oh. to that theme. Because the the original legendary is Mar- it's legendary Marvel. Okay. Now, that's legendary encounter, so the system's a little tweaked. It's a, there's a few small differences, but you can put them together if you want. Because they show, they share the same iconography when you're playing off the abilities of the cards and stuff. Interesting. So, but like Legendary Marvel still has that sectioned complex. Just in Marvel, they're working through the city and they're going through like different parts of the city mm-hmm. as opposed to this complex they call it in the Alien game. And they got the the shaft and then the uh, you know the the corridor and whatever the other three or four of them are. Yeah. So that's not strictly part of the Alien. No, 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 I hear you, yeah. and I didn't know that, so now it's almost like it's a coincidence that <laughs> right, the right. game's mechanics suit the IP, because if we were playing Marvel, and I can imagine that since I play the game and I know Marvel, yeah. I would say that mechanic is not especially congruent with the IP. I mean, that's yeah. not how I think of Marvel movies, is you have a bunch of bad guys that just slowly come well yeah i mean i guess it's like they're rampaging through the city or whatever but again like this also like this all touches back on to theme right and it's just theme immersion that well okay so like i also have legendary encounters the predator deck building game it's the same thing as aliens just in the predator world so like if you're playing through predator one the first like you know so the the main the deck that gets fed into the complex spaces right as every turn goes you add a card from the top of the deck face down into this complex it like the first part of the deck is like the like gorillas that you're fighting in the jungle like in the very beginning of the predator movie right and i don't like it's the same thing i i don't really feel like i don't know i don't think i i don't feel like i'm <laughs> in the i don't know in the jungle fighting a bunch of gorillas i don't know it's it's just funny that you mentioned you said that like that's this seems it very coincidental. Yeah, it is. It is coincidental. <laughs> I'll admit that. Huh? I guess they just have to keep throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks. Nah, it sounds like the alien one really works. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I and mean, clearly, their mechanics are sound. That's why they keep making these games and they're selling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They do keep making them. Like there's a legendary Firefly, and they just came out with a legendary Firefly Buffy. Buffy might be okay. I think Buffy was actually mediocre, but really, I think so. Huh. Um, uh, they have legendary Big Trouble Little China. Like they got That's a lot weird. of them. <laughs> they got a lot of them, and some of them are encounters, and some of them are just regular legendary. And it's like a, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird. Well, I mean, I'm ready to move into the speculative portion. I sure. think that would be fun. Um, Marty, why don't you take us away? 
Okay, so we were going to say ones that we wanted or ones yes. that we, even if we, they might exist, but we didn't know they exist, yes. you know, because I don't know, maybe I, like, Fallout, I don't know if there's much for Fallout. Yeah, actually but, just this year. Okay. There are now two Fallout games. Because I was thinking one along the lines of, like, House of Horror, like, because you're, like, trying to survive the apocalypse, so yeah. you're, like, exploring the wasteland and, like, yeah, getting weapons and stuff. I believe that's pretty much what the Kinda latest the one. Okay, cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, I've heard mixed things on it, but yeah, I'd like to pick it up and try it. Especially if something had, like, a co-op and PvP sort of deal, because Yeah, I'm not factions. too sure. That's interesting. Uh, they also have one that is a, like, miniature wargaming just set okay. in the Fallout universe, which seems weird that and not very weird. Fallout-y at all, but... No. Well, I think Fallout, I think Lone Survivor. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Uh, the other one I thought of was, uh, like, The Witcher 3, like, a physical version of Gwent, so I don't know if there is one. Or oh, okay. Taken off. Like that's a cool specifically idea. Gwent. Yeah. Yeah. That's just cool. Gwent. That just makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I mean, it, it, if it takes off on the uh, PC, and apparently it's pretty popular. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe they could go that route. I could see myself actually buying cards for that. Really? Yeah. I like The Witcher that much. Wow. That would be cool, actually. Yeah. That'd be rad to That's play. That's what that. it would take. Come on, CD Projekt Red. <laughs> actually, yeah, they, yeah, I guess they would probably be able to license it like the developers themselves because even though they don't own the rights to the witcher franchise they own the rights to like the witcher video games and because they developed Gwent, they could probably release a physical version yeah that's kind of iffy with the, within the rights so i think that might be a problem um my idea of a game which i'm sure a walking dead board game exists but i've never played it don't look, yeah. haven't looked up the mechanic but it was actually i was i was inspired i haven't even looked up a trailer but Leland, you are really interested in a video game called They Are Billions, which is like a mass zombie fighting game. Is that correct? Yeah. Now, what if they made, theoretically, a board game version of that where one or more players would play the survivors, but you have a DM, for the lack of a better term, that controls a gigantic horde of miniature zombies. And maybe there's different buildings so that that DM behind his screen is moving characters, but they're not in, uh, zombies, but they're not in line of sight yet, mm -hmm. or in many cases. So there's like a fog of war. Exactly. Okay. There's a fog of war, and then at some point in the game, just like waves of zombies start coming in. You've got all these miniatures. I think that would be fun. That could be cool. A one on mini. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, those kind of games are just always pretty fun, where you have like one person versus all. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty neat. Well, and the other one I had along that lines, which was not an original idea. It was unfortunately from that board game that I think Leland said was cancelled, but that Terminator board game, Terminator yeah. Two. Yeah. Where it could be one versus many, you know, fighting a Terminator. That would have been fun and it's too bad that that no longer exists. Yeah, I hope they well, they're gonna more news on that in the middle of January. So like another month there'll be some they'll be putting up more news on that. So Hopefully they'll get they'll relaunch and maybe be a little more successful. Yeah. I'll I'll reback it. Leland, do you have any ideas of IPs you'd like to see? Uh, you know, honestly, like I was trying and racking my brain, like so many just exist. Yeah, <laughs> like there's so many that exist. Like, like even okay, so like, like um, Dinosaur Island just came out in 2017. Looks really cool, but it's it's basically Jurassic Park board game. Like you, you, you have a little, you know, your player board, and you're putting in attractions and zombie uh, or zombie dinosaur exhibits, and you, you get uh, visitors come to your park and make you pun, they earn you money or points or whatever it is, 
and you have a certain security level, and if your security level isn't high enough, you're visitors get eaten because your dinosaurs are rampaging everywhere like <laughs> like it's basically it's jurassic park the board game it looks, but they don't have the jurassic park ip you know what a visit to a park with live dinosaurs is always going to be dangerous i don't think you're going to totally, find a totally. way of controlling it doesn't even matter because life finds a way it doesn't even matter what kind of what kind of even if you have a park full of herbivores it's huh? still scary Maybe the game involves a tilt where the volcano is going to blow up on the island. And then the <laughs> humans and dinosaurs have to ally and jump into the ocean with Chris Pratt. You know what? I'm like, that was a pretty sweet trailer for Fallen Kingdom. It was. It was. It's, uh. And like, it knows what it is. It does. It's very self aware. Yeah. Very, like, very unlike, like, Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World. Like, it's just like. Fuck yeah, we're going back because we gotta make a movie. We can't make a movie. We don't go back, so let's just fucking blow the island up, maybe. <laughs> like, let's have the T Rex kill something, not eat it beside a bunch of humans, and then just roar <laughs> and, roar. and roar. Yeah. That's becoming like a need for Jurassic Park. I swear that it's, happens yeah. once every movie. Oh yeah, the T Rex roars like he's the shit. Yeah, I bet you we could find that in every single. Jurassic Park. Well, ever since the first one, where he roars at the beginning, in the, in the end, where he's in the, like, and the, the, the yeah, banner is falling, saying, like, King of, of the after, Ancient Yeah, League right after he took out the, uh, the, Raptor. the Raptors. The Raptors. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool How about, oh, is there something in, oh, and in Lost World, you could argue that uh, he, the T-Rex does something similar when he's, they get him back to the boat and the cargo bay doors yes, are closing on yes, him. Yes, yeah. he's trained, yeah. I, I think, or it's a, the mama T-Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. still doing that proud roar. Yeah, as the doors, as the doors close. And uh, number three, it was like, probably, I guess, it would be like the Spinosaurus, the Spinosaurus after it kills yes. the T-Rex. Yes, it exactly. does the roar. The exact scene I was thinking. <laughs> My oh. God. You're onto something here. Here we go. I am. It's well, like, I mean, like, that's just how predictable those fucking movies are. Uh, that's funny. Sorry, that reminds me of something. But you know Star Wars has that meme where every episode someone says, I have a bad feeling about this? <laughs> yeah. So a bunch of fans were pissed off because that was apparently missing from The Last Jedi, but it wasn't. Apparently BB-8 says it in beeps at one point. <laughs> and then Poe looks, po looks at him and goes, no, positive beeps only. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, That's the dumbest thing ever. ruining this film for me. I have not seen it yet. Well, we're all going to see it together. I, I, yeah, I don't think that was... That's ruining it. Okay, I'm, yeah, I apologize for that. I've been, yeah, I've been learning BB-8. <laughs> yeah. Don't you fucking say that to me. <laughs> you watch your fucking mouth. I'm saying mouth. it to leave. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, that makes sense then. Okay, so <laughs> slightly <laughs> off topic, like we're already off the yeah. rails here. But speaking of IPs, have you guys seen the trailer for Rampage? Yeah. The movie trailer for yes, Rampage? Yeah, I, I have not. So you're watching it, and it's just like, it stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. And he, like, found this gorilla and raised her in the forest and oh, saved this gorilla. I have seen this. Yeah. yeah. So you're first watching it, and you're like, what is this movie? This is weird. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, my monkey's getting big. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> And then like, and then like halfway, I, I'm like, I'm like kind of half paying attention to it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then like, I think it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan, isn't it? Yeah, he is. And he's like, oh, didn't anybody tell you about the giant wolf? And then like this giant wolf is like leaping at this <laughs> helicopter. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and then, <laughs> but then like, I still, I'm like, what is this? And I don't clue in until 
at the very end, they're like, is there something in the water? Yeah. And they're in the helicopter, and it's like the lizard, he's like, and then, boom, rampage on the screen. I'm like, oh my god, of course. Why? why? I don't know. Why? And you know what's funny, though? President Johnson, why? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what, though? What I like is this is the best way that they could handle it. Yeah. Right? Like, they are actually telling a story. It's not like, like a Godzilla movie where these, these things just like zit, or an old school Godzilla movie where they just, the monsters exist and they just show up and start fighting and fucking shit up. Like, yeah. there is, I like there's, a, there's the reason and there's some lore. So, yeah, it's probably going to be a fucking shit show. I will, wa- I'll watch it. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, yeah I'll, I'll watch, watch it. it. But, I, I was just, I hadn't, I hadn't even heard a single thing about it. I don't know. I, sh- I forgot to bring this up in the banter. But we're talking about IP. The video game IP. Oh, yeah, the movie. I, don't, I just, oh man, funny. Just funny. But speaking of that, there's another uh, game. There's a, a board game based off of Rampage. It came out, it was originally called Rampage. Then they had to rename it to Terror in Meeple City. And it's a, it's a dexterity game where everyone has their monster and you got this board filled with like destructible buildings and little meeples and like the meeples like are like the pillars that hold up the buildings and stuff. And you're basically, your monsters are just wrecking shit. You like can drop your monster. You can flick shit. Like you got like a super breath that you can like blow parts of the building over and they're just trying to eat meeples. So like, that's pretty cool. I would love to pick that up and try. Yeah. That's fun. But. See how I just tied it all in? It's yeah. all coming back around. It's all coming back. We're pros at this one. Oh, yeah. Old hat. We, we get so off the rails, but you think we're off the rails. But the rail's always in sight. Yep. <laughs> we're just we're just loop-to-looping. Yeah. Well, I'm personally ready to close this in. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Like, I just, I couldn't for the life of me, like, really come up with a solid IP that isn't out there. Well, that's why you play them and you don't make them. Fair enough. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good point. Good. But speaking of IPs, RIP needs to be commercially supported for this episode, so uh, it's time to run our second commercial. So, Leland, did you hear Matt Smith is being brought back as Skynet in the next Terminator? What? What? What the fuck did you say? You stubborn, flabby bastard who gets no dates. Leland, Leland, uh, slow down. What, Marty? Why did you say? Have a delicious, colorful candy. I will not have a candy. What are these, fucking Skittles? Why no, Leland. In fact, these are even better. These are the new Shittles. What? Yes, Leland. Shittles are powerful laxatives, but combined with the tempting colors and taste of high-fructose, trans-fat-coated chewy candies. Admit it, Leland. You've been constipated since we started in July. <sighs> that is true, Moby. In fact, this captain hasn't launched a submarine in months. And we know you love a sweet, juicy candy. Why, yes. Yes, I do. Give me that. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, yes. I need to visit the steel throne right now. Yay, I'll clear the cobwebs off the door for you. Well, Leland, how do you feel now? Fan-fucking-tastic. Who needs the other colored candy? Give me shittles any day. And now, how about that Matt Smith as Skynet? Skynet? Try Crynet. Tears of joy for his return, baby! 
Shittles for the asshole in your life. Welcome back. It's time for Movie Musings, Mischievous Meddling. It's finally your own segment. Yes, and I am not as excited about this segment as the others, but uh, I do wow, for some okay. reason have a lot of prep. We started well, strong and just going to phone it in. You know what? It, all right? You That's know what? Typical FIFA. This segment basically revolves around studios or something else, like I have the U.S. military as an example, meddling in films to uh, bend the film in their direction, to basically bully the film, bully the director, bully the story. Like to shine themselves in a better light? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, for example, the U.S. military, bring that up. They love Michael Bay. Yeah. Because Michael Bay will only make them look cool. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, like, there have been some weird situations, and you know what, this is my fault because I wasn't able to find it, even though I know it's happened. I know on a few movies, the U.S. military has pulled support away because it was going to make it, like, they were going to lose, even if it was to an alien. Like, the U.S. military will not allow themselves to lose. Oh, and, wow. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. So wow. it's That sounds of, like some sort of, like, Nazi thing like like, we, we like can, propaganda yeah propaganda yeah, yeah. but when it works it the, really the, works. the correlation between nazism and the u.s military is only in the reference of spreading propaganda that shines them in a better light <laughs> just you know just full disclosure like what well, one cool fact and this is my favorite movie of all time so you can damn well guess that i liked the u.s military's involvement but top gun within <laughs> six months after that movie coming out yeah like, Naval Air Force uh, re- recruitment increased 500%. Whoa. Wow. That, that, Whoa. that film killed, like, thousands of people, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. They filled their ranks with pilots, thinking wow. that everything's going to be, like, cool high fives. Yeah. And singing. <laughs> and shirtless beach volleyball. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I wonder, you know, do you think that's, in a, like, a, largely an effect of, of the the decade that it was released in like you like you, if you made a similar fashion kind of thing now would it have the same effect no i don't no, think so either. i don't think so i mean that was combined with the fact that the u.s military in the 80s was actively rebuilding under reagan so they like really wanted to get recruits oh, okay, too okay. i think a lot of times even if you were to get a lot of recruits nowadays they'd be say told like yeah sorry the navy's full up like we don't need more pilots Welcome to peel potatoes on like right. support ship, but <laughs> you know what? You don't think the Hurt Locker recruited a lot of people? War <laughs> <laughs> is a drug. <laughs> it almost recruited my brother. He, he loved that movie. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, he loved that movie. He said he wanted to. He actually wanted to join the army for a couple of years after that. Scary. Studio interference is a big thing, though, and I don't know if you guys researched any ideas of studio interference. I did, but I want to give you a first crack at anything that's come up or meddling. Uh, I didn't really, because I didn't. I thought you were just sticking to like the military mm-hmm. sort of topic. Well, I didn't either, but like it seems to me that the the biggest like heavy-handedness that a studio could pull generally is just like enforcing a specific rating 
on a, on a film. Yes, that's one of two I found in my research. One of two things. You're right. Okay. Cool. In that, yes. it's specifically reducing an R to a PG-13. Mm. Okay. That's what they really yeah, try to that's afford. That's a big one. It's, it's getting less. What a shit to that, yeah. does that radius doesn't work anyways. Especially com- like comparatively to the states and Canada, too. Like, there's differences, right? I know PG-13's allowed, like, three fucks. And no more than three fucks. Oh, okay. That's that's one and of the guidelines. No nudity, and I think there can be no nudity, right? Okay, but it's for certainly three f bombs. It's funny that swearing's probably like the biggest no no. Like it probably goes like swearing, then sex, and then violence. Yeah, violence seems to be pretty low in scariness too. Like you can have yeah. like ghouls with their heads cut off, like in Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. and that'll always get a PG thirteen. Yeah, but right. you can't show cutting their heads off. They well, just have to already be cut off. Those pirates movies get a PG thirteen because of Johnny Depp. Yeah, he's yeah. he's just too scary. <laughs> well, per, his so per, women, per, oh, his performance is just horrendous. We, can any oh. of you guys guess? <laughs> You're going like, that route. I don't like Johnny Depp. Um, Stop making pirates movies, Johnny. Jesus, he makes them for his kids, eh? Because he usually doesn't do sequels. He says he only does them because his kids love him as Jack Sparrow. Yeah, so I'm sure know. it's not the hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do my it for kids. my kids. I do it for my kids. Yeah. Okay. So, oh well, thank you for taking this pay cut, then, there, Mister Depp. But of marketing, you know, reasons. I love how for the recent film Pirates Five, they actually slipped on Johnny Depp onto the real ride parts of the Caribbean for like a day. He was yes. like acting on it. That, that, was that is really cool. That's cool that he would do that too. That was me. But I'm sorry though, you lot you <laughs> that whole story is tainted by you putting the word pirate and a high number like five right next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> no, what? That's, That's too, too many. What the fuck? Why do people still see those movies? Oh and you know what? I don't like that they retroactively changed the ride to make it represent the movies like uh, yeah the original parts of the caribbean was the whole point of having that inspire the movies not to then rebuild the ride physically to represent the movie, yeah right? but i mean man that's that's marketing yeah well that's the part of marketing you gotta do it doesn't like. um the other part part of marketing moby doesn't like the main reason that studios interfere with films is actually runtime they force directors oh, to cut down sense. runtime. You know yeah, why? Yeah. Obviously, to fit in more showings per evening or per day. Right. Um, and that's affected tons of films. Everything from Blade Runner to... The um, New Justice League. Yeah, the New Justice League. Um, there's all sorts of rare films. There was one film from the 40s that uh, that was... It had the same guy who was in Citizen Kane, Orson Welles. And it was called, like, Welcome... The Ambersons or Return of the Ambersons, some black and white movie. Apparently, it fucked up his whole career because he said it was the best movie ever made, way better than Citizen Kane, but the only original print got burned in a fire, so you can't recover it. And that fire happened soon after the cut down movie, which Orson Welles hated, was released. But since the original burned in a fire, he knew it could never be released. And he's like, I had no, no this is a tragedy to cinema of all uh. time. So, not that we'd watch that old black and white thing, but I don't know, guys. Yeah, you, like, don't, you don't know what I'd watch. Yeah. Don't put me in a box. I'm, I'm pre- yeah. prejudging you. Nobody puts the one in the corner. <laughs> not if they want to survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. you know what? I'm, I'm pretty disappointed with, you know, studios chopping down movies just to fit them into a time slot because I think that definitely puts 
you know, the story on a back burner and just collecting more money. And I think that's ridiculous. And I think in the social media age where this type of information gives out or gets out, that fans should should kind of get pissed off and send in emails and letters and slam movies that they know do that. Yeah. You know, I would I would really love to see this compiled statistics on the types of movies that generally get cut down. Yeah. Right? And, and you know, even from what studios would be interesting, too. That would be. I'm um, betting it's action films and blockbusters. Absolutely. Exactly right, right? my point. Exactly. If you look at if you look at nominated, like Oscar nom- Academy Award nominated movies, yeah, like those movies aren't the ones that are getting enforced on. No, they clearly retain their artistic merit. Exactly, exactly. Now, leaving- now I'm not saying I'm not going to jump to say, hey, if these studios weren't imposing all these restrictions, then maybe we'd have some some of these, you know. Good movies would be great movies and be winning these awards. No, we'd have some, not quite going that far. We'd have some like four hundred minute epics that were like pulling our hairs out during, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Now, Leland, didn't you say that you had seen the director's cut of Batman v Superman? It was a lot better. It yeah, better. yeah, yeah. I just I enjoyed it much more than the theatrical release. And that that's what worries me is that kind of situation where yeah. you were really poisoned against this movie and it turns out the actual film as intended was better. Yeah, I know. That's that yeah. That's that's always gonna be the worst outcome, right? Yeah. Like you get this you get half of a vision almost. You get uh, you get half of somebody's you know passion and and like hard work you're, you're only getting bits and pieces of it sometimes yeah and it's it's worrying because you know i have not seen justice league yet neither but have I. had i seen an awesome original version of batman v superman that led into that you're damn right i would have made an effort to see it in theaters and oh yeah that's a really good point uh but now would you also though if Justice League shit the bed, you'd feel like you got another bu- an additional bucket of shit poured on you because you enjoyed BVS more mm-hmm. than you do now. So you know what I'm saying? You're measuring, yeah. yeah, it's going to get you, maybe put your ass in that seat as opposed to, you know, it could push you over the edge of whether you see it or not, but it could also really skew your appreciation of the movie too, right? Definitely. You can't, you, it's, it's impossible to for us to look at these movies and voice our opinions in a in a vacuum, yeah, you yeah. just can't do it. Other way, you have you because you need that. You need those benchmarks, right? You, how how else does any any rating you give or apply to something like it isn't? It's meaningless otherwise. Yeah. So it's a double edged sword. No, but you know what I go back to is ultimately, if the studio wants more money, my argument is release the film, even if it's longer, but release it in its best possible form, and hope that that leads to another butt in the seat. Yeah, even if Justice League, you're right. Even if it did shit the bed after a good Batman v Superman, it would have had my money for two movies instead of one. That's right. It's, it's, so, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, they might not after that, but... Well, I, I mean, like like Marty said a few times, you're only as good as the last thing you did. Yeah. So... And I know as a marketer myself, we want to track things, and that's the problem here, is I think um, you can't adequately track people that have 
not put their butt in the seat because of a bad film. Like, how the fuck do you track that? You can't. Yeah, how could you possibly come up with a figure that would, like, you know, it's just, if at best, it's some projection. Exactly. Right? That's all it is. You can't possibly get, uh, it's a guesstimate. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I mean, that's my worry here, is that because that can't be measured, studios continue to interfere and not see the possible, you know, implications of this. Like, okay, let's let's say, for example, um, Taika Waititi did the first Thor movie, and Thor was awesome and really funny from day one. I bet you Thor 2 and 3 would have made a lot more money yeah. than they did. Yeah. Instead, we had the best of the trilogy come last. I mean, I made no effort whatsoever to see Thor 1 or 2 after the first time that I saw it. Yeah. And yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It also would have made the third one not as good because the third one's so good by comparison, really. I mean, it's it's a great film, and what makes it even better is because our expectations were shit. Like you're comparing, exactly. It was you know, exactly. Totally. It's like the the reverse of what I just said, right? Yeah. No, you're 100 percent right. But my only point is, like, from a again from a marketing standpoint, collecting money would oh, yeah. be better to start with. For sure. Kick-ass Thor. Yeah, in hindsight, of course. Yeah, that's why it usually starts off a trilogy. But it's usually a really great film. But yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Had we well, been, no, I don't know about that. Had we been podcasting... Yeah, more often than not. Had we been podcasting no matter how many years ago when Thor 1 came out, I'm pretty sure we'd be saying the same thing about it. Yeah, this is pretty mediocre, what's come out so far. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Even the the small pool of comparisons of Marvel at the time, it was certainly it's the still, bottom of the barrel. It's still the bottom. And will remain to be until another shitty one comes that's worse than Thor. Right? Like, that's the problem, right? Even if against three other movies, it's the worst of those batch of four, it's still going to, it's always going to be the bottom. Yeah. But like we mentioned in a bonus Ragnarok, like, to, to for us to have gotten Ragnarok, we needed Thor and Dark World to be what they are. Yeah, I can see what you're saying there. They basically knew they had to do something to shake it up. And like yeah, they needed something totally different. They were self-aware. They knew Thor was totally. very average on um, the first two films. So, yeah, no, you're right on that. You're right on that. All right, I think that's another point for Leland. <laughs> wow, that's two points this episode. Or yeah. the other one? Um, good question. You can find out when you listen to this when it's released. <laughs> Maybe you can go through it during your editing and like highlight it. Okay, I'll just pump the volume. <laughs> It'll be uh, real, like ear screechingly loud. Leland Point. Leland Point. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Chopped in. Um, guys, another point I wanted to bring up, which is really an issue for me nowadays, but previews and commercials and theaters before watching a film are now so excessive that it legitimately pisses me off like every single movie. Agreed. Yeah, so they kill me. They suck the joy out of my life. They make me wonder, why Why am I here? Why did I leave the house? Why did I turn off my switch? What am I doing? Is there not... <laughs> they make me forget what movie I'm there is to there see. Is there not some irony in watching 20 minutes of previews and commercials to watch a film that studios have insisted be cut down for marketing reasons? So they'll cut a film down to an hour and a half, but they're gladly going to shove 20, 25 minutes of previews and commercials into you. Yeah. It ruins the previews, too. Like, previews used to be, like, pretty exciting. You'd be like, all right, now I got 
three previews before this movie. But now I have 15 minutes of commercials after sitting in a theater watching 15 minutes of commercials before the movie started. Exactly. Totally, yeah. That's a really like, good point. a movie point. that starts at 7 o'clock now starts at 7.30. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. entirely accurate. I mean, why the fuck did we show up that early? I mean, as it was roll in. I mean, yeah. They may as well not even turn the lights off until the actual movie starts. Because we want good seats sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That's what's okay. frustrating. Yes, of course. Well, yeah. I, I mean, we, we saw that by going to AVX. Yeah. AVX, which we usually do anyway. Yeah. Why the fuck are we showing up 20 minutes before the screen time because to the sit for another 40 waiting for the fucking Because thing? the theater's dark and everyone's in there and you're like stepping on people's faces to get to your seat at that point. Yeah. And that's really yeah. good. Yeah. I'm kind of on Marty's point of view. And I just, fine, fine. It's, fuck no, you. But it's, it's ridiculous because at the same time, ticket prices aren't going down to, to counteract with that new revenue. Exactly, they keep going up. We're being fed more and more commercials. Right, but it's similar to video game, AAA video games. These movies, okay, now that, where is that ratio? These more expensive movies are making more money. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. And yes, they are, there's a narrow range of the movies that do. There's like, there's a specific type. I mean, obviously, right? This fuck everything Disney is going to make a bajillion dollars and be huge. But those... What are the prices of those movies comparatively? Like, what are the prices of, of say, Civil War compared to BVS? Do you guys, I, don't know what, I don't know what those numbers yeah, are. I don't know. Like, production-wise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those movies are all kind of within that, like, 150 to $300 million range. I know yeah. that's, like, a big range, but as soon as you're in, like, yeah, a, a blockbuster really action... There's usually like a hundred million for like just marketing. Oh yeah, totally, right? totally. Yeah. But whenever you see figures on cost of movies, they never they never include those marketing. No, figures. they don't. Yes, that was the point I was just about to make. Thank you, Leland. They do not include marketing, which is a huge proportion of the overall cost. Point three so. for Leland. Yeah, I'll give you that point because I was going to bring that up. Um, yeah, I read your page. I can see that. <laughs> Wait, I wanted to. I want to go back to Blade Runner for one second. If you think Blade Runner was only two hours long, would it have made more money? No, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you know what? Actually, um, uh, listener Patrick Hillier was able to see Blade Runner like just this week in theaters in his local theater. (laughs) Apparently, it's like this. You know, it's a podunk little theater, and he gets a ticket for like a buck (laughs) fifty. Wow! But he he enjoyed it. Maybe a little more, even more than you there, but Wow. Yeah, he really liked it. He's, oh, wow. apparently, he's apparently a very big Blade Runner fan well, you know, of the original. You know I like it better than the original, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm wow, right. okay. Then you yeah. must have really liked it. I also like it better than the mediocre original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember you watching that. You're like halfway through. You're like, what the... You know, this is not good. <laughs> At the end, you kind of like, like... I remember you texting me about that. I was like, uh-oh... <laughs> Spaghetti! Oh, we're getting a bonus uh, Blade Runner scene. Yes, going over <laughs> the exact same topic. We have two Leland's. Ah, the world can't handle that many. Here's a question I have for you guys. guys oh, are we actually going to get back on topic? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to try to shuffle us back on rails. This train that just cannot stick on its track. Train kept rolling <laughs> all night long. Would you pay extra for your movie theater ticket 
knowing you could skip commercials and previews. I do. It's called uh, the what is it? The VIP theater. It has way less commercials. I don't even think it has a commercial. It just goes right to the uh, oh. to the um, advertising. Like the yeah, they 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 do have at least very at the very least significantly less. Yeah. yeah. Oh. See, I've only done VIP once, and it was years ago. So I, I didn't know that either. I, I didn't realize that happened. But we went. I went to go see it in VIP, and it started really fast. That's good. Yeah, I was happy. I I like that. Yeah, I mean that's not like something that like they advertise with those tickets though, right? No, that's which true. is uh, man, they really should. Oh, they would get way yeah, more people going to the VIP, I think. Yeah, uh, but also that since it's not, it's not like it's not part of the ticket that you're buying, really. I, uh, so how long is that gonna last? I don't know. Like when's that? When's that gonna creep? It's gonna start creeping, right? That like creep's I've, gonna come in. I feel in. like I've seen that advertised somewhere. Not okay. Quite, maybe it is. Maybe not it totally quite is. distinctly enough, though. You're right. Like that should be their biggest selling. When I well, yeah. When someone says VIP, when I when I hear VIP cinema VIP, I want to. I should think no commercials. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe theaters like just don't know how big of an issue this is because. Outside of you guys, I know a lot of theater goers who hate commercials just as much as we do. Well, I was gonna say, I I really don't think that is the case. Like those theater workers and theater execs and those all those even those higher ups, like they see movies too, don't they? They must, right? Yeah. Like we're not obviously we're not alone in hating. Like who doesn't hate a commercial? Well, and I who doesn't hate? I'm in the fucking marketing industry, and I hate commercials. Right. You know what the biggest problem is? I mean, we don't see as many movies as we used to. Yes. But, like, when we were seeing, like, like there was a time where we were seeing like, at least a movie every two or three weeks. Yes. Yeah. And you go and you, you see movies that frequently, you see the exact same commercials every single yeah. fucking time. And now that is like an extra, it's like a cheese grater running up your cheek. By the third or fourth, fifth, sixth movie, you've come and you've seen these fucking things every single time. But I do want to buy. Unless it's the Jeep commercial, yeah, four by four. Four by four by light. Oh, I love that commercial. I miss that commercial. Four by four by C. (laughs) Recalculate. I know that's a dumb dumb one. one. That's stupid. Uh, Yeah, I hate it. I don't even want a Jeep anymore. Yeah, fuck Jeep. We just lost our Jeep sponsor. I'm biding my time because I want to bring up how I like the McConaughey stuff, but we already did this for episode X. (laughs) Yeah, but I tell you that. Is a reserve episode. It hasn't aired, meaning it hasn't. It doesn't exist, so you can't reference it. Um, and you're making me rep. You're breaking the four. You can't break the fourth wall. That's We're not Deadpool. Okay. Wow. Now, speaking of Disney buying Fox, how the hell could they possibly put Deadpool in any other Marvel property? They'd be smart not to. Exactly. Yes. Keep yes. them separate. Keep them separate. Um, because honestly, the. Big pressure from the studios co- going to be to water Deadpool down yeah. to PG-13, and you can't. And look at that. No, they've already, said right. they, they've already said they won't, though. But right back to being on topic. Yeah. They've already said that under the new regime? Yeah, they won't change. Under the first Reich? Yeah, under the first okay. Reich. You know what, though? I, Marty, <laughs> and you're right, I read that they said that, but I don't know if in practice they will follow that. I think... Honestly, though, it doesn't make sense for them not to. Those... The first movie made money. The sequel's going to make even more money. Well, like Disney, I mean, you got to think. So, Marvel still has, like, M-rated comics coming out, you know? And Marvel's been under Disney for a while. 
Yeah. They still have some, like, well, actually, maybe they don't have it. Maybe they don't have, like, the Max series anymore. That was a thing for Marvel for a while. Like, under their, like, actual comic book. Imprint. Right. Yeah, I I don't yeah. know. But, but I, I think Disney's such a, you know, conglomerate of things now that they don't care. Yeah, but there's another smart thing that Disney does, which is with Marvel and Lucasfilm for Star Wars, they don't actually disney it. Like, you just see Lucasfilm or Marvel at the beginning of their films. Yeah. So they kind of keep this arm's length distance. Like so octopus. old people, like <clears throat> our parents, um, they don't have to be like, oh, Disney's a family-friendly company. You know, why are they doing Deadpool? Well, they're not going to see that branding. Right. And I think that's smart on Disney's and to yeah. keep arm's length. That is smart, but that's not that's not where my concern of merging these two universes comes no, from, right? Not like, your concern. I, I'm strictly like the way you've portrayed all of these characters; they don't go together. But maybe, maybe I'm underselling the capability of of the studios because I kind of think I'm like I think back to Winter Soldier and just the tone and the feel of Winter Soldier and you you can put yeah that's not even bad that, never mind that's a bad thought I don't even know where I'm going with that thought like yeah okay Captain America fits in the Avengers but like Captain America isn't is Captain America what makes Winter Soldier Winter Soldier or is it just a story that's being told in Winter Soldier but stars Captain America what are you going with us uh, you no, know, no, no, you know you mean, can you follow me can you follow me I can follow you and I agree with the latter. It, yeah, for me, it's that overall Cold War kind of spy thriller feeling. Right, right. It's not just because it's Cap. He's just right. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah you, you know, yeah. it's like it's it's yeah, it is like an espionage story starring Captain America. Yeah, right. Yeah. So now is that why it lends that 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 type of movie can still be told within the same universe? But still, you see that character in other places, and it still is Steve. It's still the same Steve Rogers, having gone through that, but in another setting, in a in a different light, and maybe not a complete tonal shift, but a, a little bit, you know, a, a, maybe a lighter tone. Yeah, is it, that why that that's possible? So maybe it is fine. Maybe I'm just over. I think it is because they've been pretty successful with that. With at least Marvel has. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think we we. We've mentioned that before. Like, or, I mean, you gotta think, like, this Thor is like Buddy Cop Thor, and yeah. that's kind of evolved from how he was in the Avengers films compared to how he was in his standalone films. Yeah, yeah. Even uh, Iron Man in Spider-Man Homecoming, where he's like Uncle Tony, pretty much. Or, yeah, like, your favorite Iron Man. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that that's a particularly excellent case No, but I, I, I understand what you are saying as far as the way they've the role they've written Tony Stark's character to play. Into yes. in what is essentially a teen angst right. film. Yeah, I uh, where they've kind of made Tony Stark a weird extra version of Uncle Ben-ish. Yeah. Weird, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, Regardless of how phoned in I felt Robert Downey Jr.'s performance in that whole movie was. Yeah, it's I don't know. I'm not going to go down as so. So maybe, best. maybe, maybe you can get like a cool Deadpool Spidey buddy thing. Like they do, they do that in the comics a lot, right? Like maybe you can. Well, I don't think you can with the current Spider-Man. I, you no. can't put Tom Holland and Ryan Reynolds in the same movie and have it being a cohesive narrative. No, that's weird. You can't do. That's why see, you can't do it. But but they have thrown X-Men into the you know the Deadpool film. 
but they weren't X-Men that were in it already existing. Right, you they're know? not X-Men like, we've seen. I mean, seen. Colossus had, but, like, obviously sure. they changed the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah, but again, like, in the story of the X-Men franchise, that's yeah. all already retconned by the yeah. time, right? So it doesn't... So, yeah, I get what you're saying. But they're basically portraying new characters for us. Basically, yeah. So they're setting those these new... This, this new portrayal of these characters in the tone of the movie they're putting them in. Yeah. But there could be some funny, well, that's not... funny crossovers there, though. Like, you could throw, like, Ant-Man in a Deadpool film. <laughs> I could actually really see that. I could totally see I could, in that. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, he'd be the straight guy. I think we just solved... Like, <laughs> yeah, right, that's he'd totally weird. be the straight guy. We were talking about, like, buddy, like, superhero ideas a couple episodes back. Yeah. And we had a hard time, but now there's so many options. Yeah, there, there really is. There really is. Pretty cool. Yeah. Could could be could be really cool. I don't know. This could change like this could completely change any plan or thing they had for phase four. Moving forward. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's gonna yeah. shake everything up yeah, I bet. I mean everything in production is pretty much gonna go forward, but then after that, where do we go, right? Yeah, they can't not take advantage of it. No. Otherwise what the fuck are they going and doing it for, right? Yeah. Like maybe. they must have some actionable plan in the event of this acquisition, right? Like yeah. they go in Sixty-six oh, billion dollars. They have to have something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm, crazy. Where are we? What are we doing? Oh uh, well, you know, they, <laughs> did we, did we one, tie it back in? Okay. I, yeah, we tied it back in. I mean, <laughs> I had one more point, but it doesn't really have to do with meddling. But I'll, I guess I'll throw it out there anyways. Which is, in general, how do you feel films are marketed these days? Good, bad, areas of ugly. I really like this question in particular, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I don't know because sometimes you watch. A trailer and you're like what the what the hell is this what is this movie and one that comes to mind immediately right now is this stupid animated movie ferdinand ferdinand i think that's what it's called it came out yes on the 15th of december but like the only advertisement i've ever heard i've never seen anything on it i couldn't tell you what it looks but the only thing i've ever heard is like a radio spot and it's just like it's like a bunch of the characters in the in the movie being like, "What's your name? Who are you? I'm Ferdinand." Like it's like literally like twenty seconds. Like that's it. It's like the weird. I have no. I, and yes, it is an animated, and it's probably it's going to be one of those animated ones that are actually geared for a younger audience, as opposed to having a smarter animated film that is enjoyable for all ages, right? But like, it's the stupidest fucking thing ever. I hate it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, you know, where I get pissed off is when mediocre or poor comedies give away, like, the only two or three good jokes. Oh, the yeah. And that's yeah. the old trope. That's that happens brutal. so often. It does. It, it just does. catches you. You know what I don't like, though? And this comes back into uh, studio pressure, too, I'm sure, and making cuts for runtime. But just, like, when you see footage that in the trailer that just isn't in the final the theatrical release oh that happens a lot it oh. happens a lot uh, and it's and it's like cool footage man there was a really good recent example of that which was um you know that that star wars yeah rogue this one. rogue one yeah. oh rogue one was awful for that oh, holy yeah. shit i was so pumped after seeing that rogue one trailer that was such a great yeah, trailer it was. and i was severely disappointed by that movie, man. Most of that stuff in that trailer was not in Gone, the yeah. The lines, um, look different. Yeah, the Tie Fighter come up that was facing Jen, which is really cool. It's like, is it going to? Oh yeah, that's totally, totally gone. Yeah, that's cut out, and you're like, what the fuck happened to this movie? Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. That's <laughs> I forgot, I had forgotten about that. 
one of my favorite critics, um, he puts he puts that Star Wars movie Rogue One as like last next to the Phantom Menace. Like he hates oh, it really? that much. He likes Attack of the Clones more than that. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, that's a pretty polarizing one. Yeah, I think. You know, it's like sounds like <laughs> The Last Jedi is getting the same kind of reviews. Yeah, I am so interested now. Listener, um, Actually, by the time this comes this out... This is going to release the day before we actually before see we it. see it, so yeah. we haven't seen it. What's really interesting, that film is sitting at 93% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, but it has the ratio, like, one of the poorest fan-to-critic approval ratios ever. Wow. Like, fans absolutely hate it. Huh. Well, I'll probably like it then, because I don't consider myself a Star Wars fan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat as you. I'm um, very curious. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested. The more I've, we've been talking about, the more I'm actually getting pumped to go see it. Yeah, I, I just, I just want to, I want to know what everyone's bitching about. Yeah. Like I haven't seen, I haven't read any spoilery no, stuff. I just want to. No, no, no I just, awesome. I've got really no expectations. I could really love this movie. I don't know. You know what? I think we did. We do. We did an episode on Star Wars, didn't we? No, I don't uh, think so. But we talked about. Oh, we talked about shit that we hated, and I think I was bitching about. Something, but one thing that I did not get to bitch about for Star Wars, maybe we were talking about Rogue One, but what I hated in Force Awakens, the stupidest thing in Force Awakens, was when Kylo Force caught the fucking laser blast. Yeah, That's the that. stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. Stupid, dumb, because we were talking about the Force in one episode. That's what we were talking about. That doesn't make any sense. That uh, so you can enact this this invisible this Force on. Something that doesn't radiation. doesn't have matter. Yeah, radiation. that's that's stupid. You know what? You're right. From a physics point of view and realism, that's stupid. I thought it was a really cool scene in effect, but you're right. Yeah. No, I yeah. Understand. I mean, it is. It is kind of. It is pretty cool. But then, like, what's okay? Great. Why don't you just force stop all your? Bl- why bother even learning how to deflect with your fucking lightsaber? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about it not being like a physical bullet. Because I know when you're telling me about it, I'm like, well, it's just like you stopped the bullet, but it's not. It's like yeah. a laser beam. Yeah. It's like light energy. Hey, just like it's, he just like kneeled the shit out of it. It looked cool. And then, right. and then, it's it was so fucking easy for him. He's like skirting around, walking without him barely even concentrating on it. Yeah. Ah, that was, ah, I hate, that's dumb. That's Kylo Ren. Stupid. Like, that was so stupid. And that, like, <laughs> I don't know why it bugged me so much. That was the stupidest part of Force Awakens by far. That was dumb. That was Unnecessary. No, I, I, I like I actually I enjoyed the Force Awakens. I mean, yeah, it was like I've said so many times, it was the the most the rebooty the most it's like the rebootiest reboot non reboot I've ever seen. But yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It was a fun time in theaters, though. It was. It was well done. Yeah, I've, I've it watched felt, it again since I've seen it in theaters too. So sure, it felt it feels totally Star Warsy and gives you that feeling when you watch it. But yeah. As soon as you turn it off, you're like, yeah, it was almost a clone of the new hope. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think my biggest problem about it was that, like, I don't know, I, just, I didn't want to see another Star Wars movie just so I could get a bunch of, a bunch more unanswered questions. Mm. You know, and it's like, because I'm not that invested, really, into the entirety of the universe, and I'm like, it's like... I guess I have to set up... At this point, I don't give a know. shit who Ray's parents are. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't matter who Ray's parents are. Like if if it's not if it's not Luke or Leia or 
Darth uh, or, or like Sidious's granddaughter. Like it, then it doesn't matter. Like if it's not something incredibly obvious, it's not going to be impactful. No, it's a good point, actually. I don't know. That's another. We just oh man, we're really tangenting hard in this yeah. episode. Hey, that's all I got. Anyone else got anything else for this segment? Or well, I did have an example of what I thought was good marketing. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, for it, I thought it had pretty strong marketing. It made me want to go see the film really bad. Yeah. Um, it didn't quite live up to my high expectations. Yeah. But like, there was rumors of like clowns being like being seen around. All oh these, yeah, like, major, yeah. Like metropolitan areas. Yeah. Or, and uh like they, were, they had like like legitimate like professional clowns on going on like TV talk sh- shows and complaining yeah. that they were giving them a bad name. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> kind of hard to take them seriously when they're there like, yeah, let's yeah. give this a bad name. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, but like so did that excellent marketing though raise your expectations too high for the ultimate product. Yeah, but that's it got me to save money to see it, which is all they care about. Right, but I am very confident in saying that regardless, you would have went and paid the money to go see it. Yes, but I think it got a lot more people based on how big a sales it was for that film. Like, and it did well opening weekend? It did huge. Or did, yeah. it, do, and, and, or did and, it do better afterwards, though? After everyone's like, wow, this movie's actually really It cool. had a strong second weekend, okay. but opening weekend when I saw it, it was, okay. was jam-fucking-packed. Yeah, it made a ton of money. It was a very successful. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. I, I know that it was like it financially blew expectations for itself out of the water. Well, and see, my expectations were low. The trailers were okay um, for it. I thought but, the first one was good because the first yeah. one didn't reveal too much, mm-hmm. and then it started showing some cool scenes. I don't know. I was pleasantly surprised. Actually, Marty, your enthusiasm for it got me more jacked than anything else. Personal, Marty. Oh, that's cool. Did. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you know, I think that, off on you a little how bit much, there. like that, but like, that's a good thing to bring up too. I mean, I know we're drawing this out a little long here, but that is such also a big factor. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like I get kind of like when we're playing, like if I'm introducing a game to you guys and you guys are a little sour on it, like I get a little bummed if I'm like kind of pumped the shit yeah. to get this, to show you this, this cool thing that I think is awesome. But then it doesn't doesn't go over all that well, and it's like, oh, well, that's kind of shitty. Reminds me of uh, when we were on our road trip and we played that uh, New Angeles game. Yeah, and one player was not super into it. Yeah, and it kind of like it brought it down. It, did. it brought like, it down. Why are we doing this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it came full circle. It was. Okay. I I liked it. Yeah, I mean, so I know I screwed up a bunch of rules teaching it too, yeah. but oh, fair enough. That that's a complicated game. Yeah, it kind of yeah, kind of is, and it's like typical fucking fantasy flight rule book. You get the two rule books, you get then you get the rule book, and then you get the reference book, and it's like, uh, but then they have like a quick, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just I'm I want to bitch about this, but I'm just gonna save it for another time. Yeah, let's let's get back on the rails. Yeah, and yeah, and end this fucking yeah. Thing. Let's wrap this yeah. up. I thought it was yeah, pretty good though. Wrap let's wreck this train. Yeah. Anyways, so we hoped you tolerated. I'm not going to go as far as enjoy. No, I I had a good time recording. I liked that. That was, was good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys are warm in my heart. Oh, I wonder what Leland's episode will be like. Yeah, That's a good question. I haven't given a single amount of thought. If it's uh, if my preparation for my episode is goes the same way that I prep for every other episode, it uh, it'll be a train wreck. Welcome for Crazy Boat Cardboard Section Three. Yeah. <laughs> Leland, you can't have I've, I've broken it into crazy and then 
about. Segment two about, and then <laughs> segment three is cardboard. <laughs> that would be good. We could just fill that with tangents. Just tangents. <laughs> we totally could. Hey, I'm going to write that down. About. A bonus tangent. A bonus tangent. We, <laughs> bonus. No, we're going to do a bonus banter. Right. That's right. We should really do that one pretty soon. We should. Yeah. We should. In the new year, we'll get that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Anyways. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll do this up at the end of the, yeah. end of the show. Okay. Uh, if you, you can find us. Uh, we're on SoundCloud and Stitcher and iTunes, which I don't think we really promote all that much. But if you want to check out our show notes and a link to said podcast outlets, uh, you can go to ttpopcast.wordpress.com. I have been listening. And I'm Marty. And I'm Moby. Thank you, listener. Thanks, listener. Bye-bye.